Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Wednesday in eastern North Carolina. We are here with you for the next three hours talking sports on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Chime in there with your questions, comments, concerns, and uh, we will make you a part of today's show. Like Pirate Radio on Facebook and also subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and be a part of our program. Coming up on today's show, our old buddy Mutley will join us hopefully in studio i have a gift to present him this stems from our master's pool which molly is uh probably still a little sour about but i think we are rekindling our relationship and i i bought him a gift as a an olive branch a make good and i would love to present that to him live on the show so uh, we expect him to join us here in hour number one scooter will join us at four o'clock sky rogers play-by-play voice for ecu baseball will recap a rough one in raleigh last night for east carolina as they fell to the Wolfpack 12 to 3 we'll talk about that uh what's coming up ahead as uh cincinnati a return matchup with the bearcats pirates took two of three from them earlier this year and uh they'll try to win that series and sweep that series this weekend at clark leclerc patrick mason will join us to talk some pirate baseball and some mlb coming up at around 425 and steven iga will talk all things ecu athletics coming up at five o'clock where are the pirates as far as and at large in brocketology i've got them out and like out out but people that actually follow it and know what's going on think the pirates still have a shot so we'll talk about that with Igo coming up later on in today's program we got shirley rhodes producing we got the big dog glenn griffin here as well and uh chandler honeycutt and cj schaefer right here joining me in the pirate radio studios hello everyone what's up clipper hey clip hey robert matthews saying hello steve hill says burgly a burgly a burgly and a burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly i just wanted to see how long he was going to i would have kept going the whole segment if i had to (laughs) i was on a roll there uh susan dean says hashtag hashtag fire matt rule and what was the other comment uh chandler it was a question from mike p yeah it was a pretty good question too i i think i have my answer it says if you could choose would you rather be able to hit a baseball like acuna or dunk like java morant and we that saw is last not night a good question that is a simple that is an easy answer don't like john morant easy really yeah what do you mean really i think you can make more money hitting like acuna my own personal interests want me to be able to dunk. Them. This is just me living the life I live. If I could hit a baseball far, 
or dunk a ball, I would dunk a ball. And if it's like John Morant, sign me up. Because if you did not see the dunk he had last night, it's probably one of the best you'll ever see. I also had the game-winning layup. And, you know what, let's start here. Shirley, do you have the Kevin Harlan cut from last night? I was watching the Pelican Suns and, (laughs) you know, on my phone doing other stuff. And boy, did my ears perk up when I thought I heard Kevin Harlan say East Carolina. I'm like, why in the world is Kevin Harlan saying East Carolina during an NBA playoff game? Uh, Sure enough, he did. Surely hit that cut from last night's Suns Pelicans playoff game. On TNT, Trey Murphy, whose dad played college basketball, East Carolina, a rookie from UVA, is Trey at the line. That was from uh, somebody got the audio off television, so the audio wasn't that good there. But uh, indeed, Kevin Harlan talking about Trey Murphy, who went to Virginia, and his father uh, went to East Carolina. Uh, If you go to the Wikipedia page, I had no idea. Uh, Murphy's father, Kenneth, played at East Carolina from 86 to 88. Was he pretty good? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Never heard of him. See See what? This is going to be like... I don't know. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but was that worth mention, mentioning? Hell no. It had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I mean, all he did was. I know, but don't get don't get me wrong. I am glad that he mentioned East Carolina. I'm glad that on, he said East Carolina. I'm glad he didn't say Eastern Carolina. He but, went to Trey Murphy's Wikipedia page, went to personal life, and it says his father Kenneth played at East Carolina from '86 to '88. It was appropriate to nothing. I just I don't know. And I love it. It was great. I'm glad that our name was said on a NBA broadcast. No, it's got to be the first time ever Kevin Harlan has said it during a basketball game. He's sure. probably called football games with Pirates in it before. Uh, but, man, hearing that on TNT last night was shocking. Perky ears up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. In terms of In terms of perky. hearing East Carolina on an NBA broadcast <laughs> a little bit, if any. <laughs> in terms. Uh I do love that Jerry Stackhouse's comment about Kinston has become a thing. About how there's no puppies in Kinston, only big dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that that's the thing. I want that on the shirt. Pretty bad. Well, you know what? I know I, a shirt guy. I have heard I design shirts. I, I know uh, <laughs> a company that makes shirts. I know a guy that makes graphics to put on those shirts. I've heard of them. I'll set you up. With nice. Them. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good idea. I like it. All right, uh, I guess we shouldn't stall. We should just talk about the loss last night. CJ, you were there to witness it. I, I guess. I did not witness it. I didn't watch it. I followed it. I'm just not a baseball guy. It's As it you're wearing a Braves shirt and a D.H. Conley baseball hat. <coughs> well, when I'm you're, a Braves guy. When you're winning, I mean, it's not that hard. And I'm an ECU guy. But, man, baseball. I don't know. That was rough. It was... It made it a little more rough that we had. I think we outhit them, or I think there was like a one hit difference. Chandler, are you good? Sorry. <laughs> it was there was like a one hit difference between uh, ECU and NC State, and they got the runs across, and we didn't. Twelve to three, and, and this is not like fluff purple glasses radio or anything, but like, didn't it feel like? I guess until the granny. It was that closer it was than 12 in striking distance. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. the Pirates kept getting guys on base. That's why when it was six three late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When C.J. Boyd came out to pitch the eighth, um, that kind of raised some eyebrows, especially after you give up the grand slam, and then in comes Danny Beal, who I thought is going was going to be the person that came out for the eighth. 
Because if you keep it in striking distance, I mean, of course, you're not likely to tie the game at that point, but there's always that chance. Yeah. Well, one thing that did happen last night, Zach Agnos hit a home run. It was Monday on Pirate Radio Live where Zach Agnos told us he was going to hit three home runs this week. And then Chandler followed that up. Not only do we know how many home runs he's going to hit, Chandler knows the days he's going to hit them. He said Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, off to a good start. Step one, complete, Chandler. Yep. You got to be feeling pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I am feeling pretty good. But if he hits two on Friday, I'm going to be really mad. That's pretty what I'm (laughs) shooting for. It's the only result I want two on friday why why would you want that i just want you to be wrong I, okay well that is a shame because i respect you big dog and i mean I, as a friend i want you to be wrong just so i can bag on that you is a shame because um, i respect you big dog uh, but no so yeah also a good start and uh hit it exactly where he hit two this weekend straight uh dead uh center field well he told us on monday that he doesn't pull home runs he either hits them to center or right center and he did say that he the next time he would call a shot because he was telling us the story of uh telling the bat boy which is named easton that he was hey get ready to pick up the bat this was over the weekend yeah get ready to pick up the bat i am going or don't pick up the bat because i'm going to pick it up I'm about to hit a home run. He did say the next time he was going to call a shot like Babe Ruth. I, I hope he probably didn't do that. I don't that, think he should. I do cannot that. imagine Cliff Goffin. Nah, he's not going to be a fan. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, uh, Zach Agnos, uh, three home runs in the last what three games. So he's off to a uh, pretty or off to a good week uh, with the home run last night. Uh, CJ, so pitching the main issue and, and hitting with runners on base last night? I would say hitting with runners on base. The pitching, I mean... How many did they leave total, Chandler? Did I just see 14? 14 total um, runners left on base last night. Yeah, A, lot of, a lot of those early, right? Like yes. The first half of the game. Very yes. first inning, we got the bases loaded. I know, uh, who was it Clonch? Clonch with an RBI single. You ended up having the uh, bases loaded there, and you left all those guys on base to start the to start the game. And then State does this very same thing, except they get those guys in, and next thing you know, they're up four to one after one inning. Redbeard says, speaking of Zach Agnos, give me the money, let me bash the hell out of the baseball. That's what I'm talking about. Give me that big fat baseball contract where I can But be. y'all are taking this question wrong. It's not like I'm not trying to mess up my knees, jump to the ceiling all just okay, like, Glenn. All right. It's not a one time event. You wake up today and you can hit a baseball like Ronald Acuna. I'm sorry, but you're not gonna be picked up by a major league team. You can hit a baseball far. Maybe you can enter like some local home run derby. I mean, that's, I, mean I, I feel like we can make a hustle with and it. And win a few $250 paychecks or something. Wait. It would be but insane. If we, if, if we can dunk like John Moran, that doesn't mean that we can join an NBA team. I know that. So what are you going to do with it? I'm going to dunk. I just feel <laughs> and like people are going to be like, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm going to come do the show at Pirate Radio. I just I'm feel taking like it as I'm going to go to Minji's every day for like four hours and do a dunk contest or do a dunk show. Be like, all right, I got to go take a shower. I got a three hour radio show. Today. I'm I taking, feel like if I can rate like Ronnie, then I'm going to get some, <clears throat> some, 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 some something. I don't know, man. You still got to run to first. I know, but what if I'm just raking homers? Okay, all right. We're again. This is a hypothetical question. <laughs> And I just think the money is more lucrative for a fat guy that can rake than a fat yeah, guy. That's a question. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. You're I, going with the freak show aspect. Well, so are you. 
a little. A big, freaky, big guy hitting home runs? People have seen Prince Fielder go yard plenty of times. He's never dunked. I mean, yeah. That's true. True. Who's the fattest dunker? Oliver Miller. I was going to ask, did the big O dunk? He probably dunked. He was tall enough. He was like 6'10". He had to be able to. Yeah. Who's a good, short, fat dunker? Corliss Williams. Barkley? Charles Barkley. Yeah, prime Barkley. Corliss Williamson's a good one. He was a undersized power forward. Yeah, any of those dudes. Glenn Baby David. Big, Big Baby, Baby Davis. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, all right. Who's your favorite fat athlete? Rest in peace, Jared Lorenzo. Yeah, R.I.P. King. John Crook. King. Um, John Daly. Cecil Field. Daly is probably my top. Ah, uh, Panda. Ah. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Panda yes. That's a good one. There yeah. was the guy... Uh, Bartolo Colon, yeah, or just Bartolo. I was gonna say Bartolo. In any sport, yeah. The refrigerator. William Perry, yeah. The Big Show. <laughs> oh, earthquake. Uh, Vince Wilfork, man, that's a, that is that's the top guy. Vince Wilfork. I mean, everybody like loves in the overalls. Every that's what I was gonna say. The heart, right? like everybody, no shirt under it. Just, just man and denim. Everybody appreciated Vince Wilfork even more. Man flesh on denim, Glenn. When he yeah. starred in Hard Knocks. Yeah. And was just, for his size, uh, had twinkle toes. So, yeah, big uh, big man. There's not. There needs to be more fat basketball players. I guess it, the conditioning. It was a thing for like a little bit in the mid-90s where there was guys that could still like hoop. They were fat. And now they've conditioned us out. Yeah. Wasn't the guy... Remember the point guard for uh, UConn? Uh, Khalid, Khalid Alameen. Khalid Alameen. Yeah, yes. there you go. A little, a little fat, little chubby point guard. Now, yep. the guy for Liberty that you like so well. Oh, yeah. Baxter. He, I can't remember his name, but... Dude, he, I fell in love with that guy. He would run the court. He was like taking pounds. the ball of the court and would basically just back the guy in, starting from half court, and lay it in. It was awesome. Yeah. Big fat dude for Liberty. Killed us. I remember that. And I remember how big of a fan you were. You really liked that dude. He followed me on Twitter. We're boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're bros. I mean, like, I don't feel wrong in saying that, like, a, like a Jeff Lebo wouldn't make the team now because of a lack of athleticism. Eh, I don't know. He's, I'm just thinking of, like, some of those mid-80s guys. He was guys a good ball player. That, that I don't like doing that conversation, like the whole Bob Cousy thing. Because I don't know. Well, like, some of those dudes were still elite athletes. I guess, but they were playing against non-elite. I, I don't. I don't yeah, like the comparing sure. generation. Sure. But I mean, I get it. But I think Lee. I think you're underselling Lebo a little bit for sure. I was just thinking a of a, a somewhat white guy from of, uh, a somewhat white guy, somewhat <laughs> decent white guy from Carolina that made it to the NBA. Ellerby Calabria. Ellerby chimes in and says, "Babe Ruth, fat guy, fatty and stinky." <laughs> How do you know he's was stinky? Ba- was Babe Ruth stinky? For I, sure. I, I, yeah. He was a, a little he bit. Was definitely he was a, a cigar-smoking, beer-drinking dude that just could go out there and swat the ball all day long. The yeah. stereotype anyway. is mainly true. If you're fat, you you got a little stench to you. Got a little stank. Yeah. Smell a little bit like sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. You got that sausage smell. I love got that. Uh, bacon that bacon smell, baby. I love the sweet <laughs> smell of sausage. Any other comments on Facebook, channel? Uh Let's see. Uh, we want to talk fat athletes. For some reason on the show, I bet Molly. Oh, we got some Mike P. I know he's got some one-liners. All right, he does have that question. He says, "I'm not asking what you'd rather do for a living." Exactly, Mike. I know. I got it. It's a one-time thing. It's a one-time thing. Good call, Robert Trailer. 
Right. Uh, the rest trailer. in peace. Yeah. Rest, uh, in peace. rest in peace. And uh, Trey said, "Mike beat me." I was thinking Robert Tractor Trailer. You don't know who that is, do you? Uh, mm-hmm. Michigan guy played in the NBA. Uh, Big Poppy. Yeah, he could stroke it. Yeah. Can Ben Roethlisberger count as my favorite? <laughs> he's, he's a got, fat athlete. That's a good one. I tell you what, he's got a big old fat face. <laughs> Only like early career drinking problem Ben counts really. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but he was in good shape then, though. When he had like the chin strap, the thin yeah, I just want scum, I want scumbag. He big, was always big, big he was band. always overweight, and he moved wildly, wildly well for when somebody come, his size. When yeah. it comes to former pirates, I like to think of Terry Williams, Swamp Monster, Linville Joseph, Linville Joseph. When it comes to baseball, like maybe like a Kyle Roller, yeah, Kyle Ch- Roller is probably number one. Chase McDonald, Dink Peters in basketball for you old timers. Um, you're just thinking of hefty first basemen at this point. I just named two. That's the only ones I could think of. Because then you think of like Bryce Harmon, who was tall and lanky. Brickhouse was not fat. No, he was more of a had a little nice build. We're celebrating the fat. Steve Hill says Don Terry Poe. Oh, a lot of those D tackles you could name. All right, good discussion. Uh, Sean Gilbert, um, Sam Sam Adams, the keg, the uh, football player. Big guy, big fat guy, BFG. Uh, what else? Uh, State beat ECU last night in baseball. Mm-hmm. Twelve to three. Final score. No other comments on that. Don't, Don't want to talk about it. We got some news. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Redbeard uh, says Tony Stewart before he lost weight. All right, Redbeard. Kind of hard to be a fat NASCAR driver. You got to get through the window, right? Yeah, that's true. Shelby Tony though was a thing. If you were a fat driver and were like a really really good skilled driver. Could they open a door for you? If you're is like it, John Daly, if you're, is it against I mean, the if rules? If you were really that good, yeah, they would have to bend the rules. But then the weight of the car changes because you've got a. Oh yeah, that's the issue. All right, so there it is. Tony Stewart wasn't too fat then; he won a lot still. What did affect the weight? If you cut the like before the race, you cut the door open the guy gets in and you weld it back on <laughs> it's a little extreme <laughs> a little extreme i guess you'd have to go back through the pre-race uh if you got to use the uh, everything the, the the jaws of life to get you out in a wreck <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's safe i don't think it's gonna pass inspection oh man john crook says hobo man yeah crook was my first one that was uh my first thought a lot of good fat Kirby bucket Kirby was a chubby guy. I hate Kirby Bucket. I know. But that's more of a that Braves, one World, Series. World Series thing. Yeah. yeah. I got a uh, submission. Tony Gwynn. Great. Uh, I was yeah. about to say Tony Gwynn. Chubby. And it, a multi sport athlete. The guy from Louisiana Tech, Kenneth Lawton. Oh, yeah. Here. Watched him in the uh, the Conference USA tournament. He's a very skilled guy. Have you seen him, Glenn? You would like him. No. Big fat guy. I Real like good. it. I like it. Um, Lofton from Louisiana Tech. Good call. Uh, tell us your favorite fat athletes, and we'll uh, we'll talk about them on the show. All right, let's talk about some traitors to American. If you don't like American, you can get out. Get out. And that's exactly what's happening with uh, some teams, including Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. And a, a couple of things here. First, we saw from John Rothstein, this is April. Houston, Cincinnati, UCF are planning to join the Big 12 for the 23-24 academic year. 
it is 2022 we'll have a football season of 2022 we'll have a basketball season 22 to 23 and then baseball 23 so if they join the 23 24 that means we'll have one more year of each right yeah including baseball right yeah. next year one more full season of each correct okay 10-4 wanted to run that through my own brain um nicole arbach who covers college athletics says uh mike oresco has a quote no agreement has been reached to permit the three to leave early our negotiations are continuing she says the exit has not been finalized oresco said it has been an amicable process thus far Got so a lawyer is, up and pay up what's the original leave date i guess that would be 24 25 that's what i that's what i thought was originally the original yeah. big date that was, and was i guess they're changing it trying to go a year early i guess so everything's a mess and like in college sports yeah mark emmert's leaving there's going to be everybody is now thinking there's going to be this massive change maybe split in college athletics a d1 d2 again almost right and, and that, i mean that's what swarberger says at notre dame not good for east carolina probably no we're gonna be on the d2 side of that yeah when that happens so i don't know and you merge the uh acc the sec and the big 10 into one gigantic super conference kind of a be careful what you wish for situation Ooh. Yep. Sorry to go back to the fat people again, but my buddy Tim, who is listening, he says, who is also a fellow Panther fan, Mike Tolbert. Yeah, great man. I used to love watching him rumble in the days with uh, the Chargers and then eventually with the uh, the Panthers. Good call, Timbo. Maurice Jones-Drew wasn't fat, but he had some fat. He was a bowling ball. He had some fat legs. His thighs. <clears throat> he had them thunder thighs. He was Nigerian nightmare-ish. Oh, Christian Okoye. Yes. Okay. Ellerby says, let's go to the world of boxing. Butterbean. Butterbean. Butterbean's a good one. Brawl for all champions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good call there. Uh, who else runs with the ball this fat? Ron Dane did. Huh? Um, he was a big guy at Wisconsin and with the Giants. Was it like Alfred Morris kind of a bigger dude? Nah, not really. Mike Allstott. He was more... I was thinking Mike Allstott, Yeah, I wasn't but sure. He was, he was, more, he was stocky. Yeah, yeah he was I was like, thinking he was more stocky They would put... Fat. also. They have work done, but when they'd have goal-on situations, they'd go Lorenzo Neal yeah, at real back and Allstott at tailback. Real big. That is beef, man. <laughs> and they... Oh, man. They had some, some good games with the uh, with Washington back in the day with Allstott. Uh, all right. So, anyway... Yeah, a lot of changes coming in college athletics, uh, including conference affiliation with those three teams uh, set to leave the American. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Uh, some day baseball. The Cardinals up on the Mets, 8-4 to four in the sixth inning. White Sox, <coughs> excuse me, have really struggled, but they are beating the Royals 3 to nothing. We'll talk to White Sox fan Patrick Mason coming up later on in the show. Uh, last night in in basketball, the Heat closed out the Hawks 97-94. They did it without Jimmy Butler and without Kyle Lowry. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves on a Ja Morant layup, 111-109. That series 3-2 Memphis. And the Suns take a 3-2 series lead over the Pelicans. Controlled the entire game in a 112-97 win. Uh, you got some big spreads tonight for the two games. Milwaukee, a 12-and-a-half point favorite against wow. Chicago. Woo. 
Ooh. Who's out for the Bulls? Uh, Zach Levine and somebody else. Are out? Yes. Uh, Caruso. Caruso, oh, yeah. yeah. Levine with COVID, in Caruso and concussion protocol. Yeah, I saw he got popped court. in the face mm-hmm. the other night. Speaking of getting popped, Chris Paul, last night, continued assault on the manlyhood of the NBA. He hit somebody in the nuts again? He kicked somebody. Just square, just square them up. I was thinking, how does he get those posh State Farm commercials? I know when he has such a being a, such a jerk on the court. A, it would be like if they had Pat Bev. He gets so frustrated, like real easy. And it's Jose Alvarado guarding you. Just, what? Is, how about back to back games? Chris Paul, the point god, <laughs> getting eight second violations because Alvarado he's is garbage. Jock had him locked up. That's awesome. Well, he got in Alvarado's jock last night. Literally with, it, with his foot. Yeah, that's yeah. It is unfortunate, but just another case of Chris Paul not being a good person. Habitual crotch puncher slash kicker. We Habitual have a, crotch stepper. We have another entry. This one coming from halftime. Steve Fuller. Oh yeah. CC Sabathia. Oh yeah. Good fat player. Good call, halftime. Steve. Have the Hornets had any fat guys? Uh, I'm sure if Steve's listening, I'm sure he might. Would chime and in on we that. had Anthony I, he, Mason late career. Yeah, he was uh, chunky. He was chunky. Uh, Glenn Rice for like <sighs> yeah. Al Jefferson wasn't fat. George Zedek. <laughs> Thinking like OG Hornets here. Uh, also tonight the grandma. No, I mean Larry was Larry was buff. Uh, he was Larry buff. Johnson was buff. Nick's LJ was not as buff, but he was still pretty solid. He was eating good on that say. contract. Uh, Nuggets of Warriors tonight as well. Jay says on Facebook, Gus Hill for ECU was a bigger frame. Also, the older boxers like James Bone Crusher Smith and Larry Holmes. Larry they, Holmes was real true fun. heavyweights. When they true would pull their waistband between the waist and chest. Oh yeah, right. Um, do you remember Eminem and Busta Rhymes and Fifty did a diss track to the beat of Hail Mary? Um. It was about Ja Rule, yeah. But uh, we're talking about '90s mixtapes now on the show. Fifty Cent had a line that said, "It's talking about Earl." Is that uh, Ja Rule's name? Earl, his first name. Maybe, but he said, "Earl looking like Larry Holmes, flabby and sick." (laughs) (laughs) So good submission, Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. Uh, Steve Hill says Butterbean, which we had talked about a moment ago. Chad Moore says, what about a fat quarterback? Jared Lorenzen is the first person I said. Keep but. up, guys. Damn. Come on, Chad. Come on, Chad. Hey, did anybody say Bartolo Colon? Yes, CJ. Whoa. Sam Perkins. Not mentioned, but a, a good fat guy in the late 90s. So Sam Perkins on his 20th NBA season had these weird – Dreads. Dread. Were they cornrows? Cornrows, dreads. dreads. Are you? We talking about Seattle, Sam? And sometimes we'll just puff it. Like, he didn't care. Like he would get high before the game. Oh, uh, he was one of the original. Just speaking, shooting left-handed fat threes. Once Sp- Sam Perkins went out to the West Coast, oh. he found uh, he found his muse, I guess. Good one, Steve Hill. David Wells. Here's another Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, he was pretty fat. All right, we'll see if Molly's got any fat uh, athletes for us. Maybe some in the golf world. Craig Stadler. The walrus, maybe? The walrus. He's kind of fat. Uh, he's and, looking at us right now with disgust. Because he's looking at a bunch <laughs> of fat guys in here. Uh, I have a gift for Mike Mullis. I will shower him with a gift when we return. I didn't sound good, did I? On Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this.
to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Got CJ Schaefer video production. The big dog, Glenn Griffin, still here. Chandler's still here. And Mike Mullis joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Molly. Hello, Clipper. Good to see you. You too. Molly, let's. I'm gonna go ahead and get it out of the way. There are people I've met. Am I gonna cry? I doubt it. Nah. There are can people you, I've can met. You chew that. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really. That I really respect, and that I. I don't care what a lot of people think about me. Right. But there are people who I. I would like. I don't know if respect's the word, but. I want them to hold me in some type of sure. high regard. Sure, you are one of those. People. Thank you, buddy. And I do hold you in high regard. And when I, when you're upset with me, it's kind of like when my wife gets upset. I got to do whatever I can to get back in the good graces. Okay. I'm fighting. I'm climbing out of a hill, mm-hmm. and I had a massive hill to climb out of after our Masters pool debacle. Right. We've gone over that. That's honest. It's in the past, but to really seal the deal. I wanted to present you with something. Okay. And I, this will and, be interesting. And I've got it. And uh, I'm going to give it to you just like you gave me. If you pour a beer on my head, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I know that. We're not going to do that. Chandler, talk for a minute. This is great radio. Molly, I, I'm, I'll tell you what. This is something that you will be able to use. This is something I really do think you would appreciate. Okay. But here it is. Here's Clip Brock presenting the gift. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Molly's tea. Thank you, Clip. What you have there, Molly? That is uh, very considerate. Our Quite a 18 high-quality, high-quality, personalized golf tees. Very nicely done. So now when you're on the course, you're having a rough round, you look at that and you say, oh, hello, oh, Clipper. <laughs> good old clipper that's pretty that's pretty good buddy here's the bad yeah thank that oh and they're uh clean green clean geez. green sweet environmentally safe i don't know what that means now what chandler what i thought molly would say when he got them is these are the worst quality tees i've ever I've ever laid out i these, thought you were these gonna, things I, won't I, even make it no, out of the bag no, they're, they're nice they're, they're, nice. they're yeah no they're nice tees i mean as as, as far as tees go they're Incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. All right, good to hear. Good how about how about that? Maybe and it does say Mully's tea. Yeah. Mully's tea. Each one. So if anybody finds these, uh, if they would return them, or they could become a collector's item for you at home. If you're a Mully fan, they could be. And you find one on the tea box and say, "Hey, I got a Mully's tea." You know, if we were like uh, some other shows, we would have these as available to purchase. Pick up your Mully's teas now. Three ninety nine. <laughs> T-shirts and. Yeah, Molly's tea. There's the tea. next one. Mully's when tea. I piss you off, which is going to happen again. Yep. The next one, I'm going to have Glenn make some Molly's tea. We'll yeah. do that next time. Sweet. So, Molly. Well, thank you very much. You got it. Very nice. And uh, it was not quite as dramatic as as the dumping of the pennies, though. No, nah, that was an all time move. 
That was uh, CJ. We're uh, by the way, we're off for wrestling on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was happening. We're uh, we're we're done. I mean, we're still buddies. And all that stuff about wanting you to respect me and all that. that Really, I just get jealous. No, and you and CJ developed something real hot and fast. No, man, I got into NASCAR. It was crazy. <laughs> For one week yeah. at wrestling. Yeah. Can we at least agree this is still all Clips' fault? 100%. Okay, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Um, whoa. Uh, Molly, do you know this guy? This uh, golfer? We're, we're talking about fat athletes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy's calling Barnrat. Because nobody right. can pronounce his last That's name. That's a name right there. Effin Barnrat. Barnat. Uh Chad has a Bobcat, fat Bobcat. In fact, unfortunately, he ate himself out of the league, Sean May. Oh, yeah. A monster in college at North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but got a little too chunky there in the association. <laughs> Molly, we went over a lot of names. You got any favorite fat yeah, athletes? Yeah, but John Daly would come right to mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed the segment yeah. on it, but Daly. And you had mentioned um, uh, the, the Walrus, Craig Stadler. CC Sabathia at one point was mm-hmm. kind of a chubby guy. John Crook. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, you know, had a little girth. Um, David Wells was a good one because he pitched. What, he pitched a no hitter or a perfect game? Uh, maybe both, and probably doesn't remember either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he was a big unit. Yeah, um, both of the fielder boys. Yeah, Bob Hamlin. You remember Bob the Hammer Hamlin? I do not. He was the rookie of the year in the strike shortened season back in like '86 or something like that. Bob Horner had a little bit on. Him, Bob Horner he? was a chunky fella. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Ken Herbeck. Miggy, Miguel Cabrera has a little bit of weight on him. Negative. Miguel Cabrera, you see him as chunky? He's got a little bit of weight (coughs) right now. I mean, he's a big guy. If you look at him compared to his rookie year in Florida. Yeah, Yeah, but he's also 40. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's... Like, these other folks were mentioning were fat when they were 25. In their prime. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, did you like the way? You had to like the way Cabrera handled everything. He was intentionally walked. Dude, the crowd was booing. He was telling the crowd, hey, we're winning the game. Relax. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah he I mean, handled He literally awesome. plays baseball. Like, yeah, he's yeah. – ha- he, I think he's very genuine. He seems like he's having a great time out there. I mean, I, I, I enjoy watching him. And even after the game that he was asked about the situation, he kind of quickly turned it down about, you know, would love to win the game first. Right. It just kind of tells you the character yep. of Miguel Cabrera. Yep, this is not his first day out there. Yeah. Trey with a good one. Eddie Lacy, another guy that kind of ate himself out of the league. One of your old Packers uh-huh. running backs. Yeah, he did. Big fella. He did. Uh, who was the quarterback? Maybe the all-time fat guy, the quarterback. Jared Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Yeah. Did you guys mention him? The hefty-lefty. Yeah, and then he had uh, his coach was no felt fella either. Fat coaches. We got Charlie Weiss. Ralph Friedgen. <laughs> the fridge. Uh, Kansas. Charlie Weiss. No, nah, he wasn't Kansas. Kansas, Mark Mangino. Mark Mangino, yeah. yes. He was a uh, a big boy. Holmgren, big guy. Uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. All fat team. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. All right. Um, I hope none of those guys are listening. To I don't. <laughs> they, they probably know it. Well, here's the thing. I'm a fat guy. I can talk about fat guys. Yeah. Y'all better watch yourselves. Uh, I'm part of the community. Nah. I th- you know, I think we could all afford to drop a few lbs. Absolutely. Can you throw Manny Ramirez in there? Te- well, you never- like in his la- the last part of his career. Well, like- I don't know if he was or not because he wore. See, yeah, he his, wore his, fat his, people yes. clothes. Yeah, he he wore uniforms hey, like that was twice his said, size. I, we're trying people in their prime of. of well, I think careers. we missed the the most obvious answer would be Babe Ruth. Yeah, LRB chimed in with that. Oh, yeah. did he? He was the first fat dude. Oh, that yeah. Could, 
and out. the greatest could of flat all out time. do it. Oh. Well, he was the greatest until Shohei. Johnny Robertson with Byron Ooh. Leftwich. And oh, that was a hot take. We'll get back to it. Uh, Byron El Amin. Yeah, we talked about El Amin. Uh, Byron Leftwich. You can't remember him. Mullet. How about a uh, what was it? Uh, Glenn Robinson, Big Dog. Huh. He was never in like peak NBA athlete shape. He was, I'll give you that. I mean, Barkley could kind of... Well, Barkley, he kind of ballooned into being the fat guy. Suns and uh, Rockets Barkley. It's amazing to go back because I knew tail end Suns Barkley and TNT Barkley, but to see him with the Sixers and like the athlete he was mm-hmm. was pretty scary. Yeah. If he was two inches taller, it would have been incredible. Well, well, he'd had a great career, maybe been a Hall of Famer. He'd been pretty good. Yeah. He Going Frank. Did, he did those things. <laughs> You know, he should have played wide receiver. He would have been a really good golfer. Oh, no, he's not. He's terrible. <laughs> uh, Frank says, Frank's got a good one. Fat kicker, Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, he, he and it stops there. He had, uh, it, it was weird. He wasn't, I don't know if he was fat, but he had a belly. He, well, I guess. You, do you fat. remember seeing the pictures of Andy Reid and the kick, pass, and punt? Yes, or whatever, like 13 year olds and he yeah, towered that, over them? That, he remind, that's Sebastian Janikowski when Sebastian Janikowski was at Florida State and in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Same guy. He was also uh, big on the smoking and drinking and those types of things. Uh, fun conversation. Uh, yeah. Fat, fat players. Did you see, Molly, the um, Chris Bassett, his comments after the game last night? So, Bassett expressed frustration and concern for his teammates after three Mets hitters were hit in the game. And he blamed it not on the Cardinals or the opposing team. He blamed it on the baseballs, which he said are all different. He says it's annoying to see your teammates get hit. Uh, He said, MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They're bad. Everyone in the league knows it. Every pitcher knows it. They're bad. They don't care. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. What these guys have to have something to complain about? Yeah, all the time. Now look, there's not as much. Uh, the seams are flat or whatever. But I mean, it's it's just constant. It's guys play the game. You know, and I'll tell you, it brings up another point to me, and something I was going to bring up anyway. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to the. Uh, number of brawls that we've had this year, especially minor league baseball, and then of course the junior college uh, dude in Texas that comes off the mound and yeah. spears it. Yeah. You know what? Here's what I attribute that to, and this may be a little bit of the old guy in me, but the the allowance of the bat flips and the showy stuff that we've talked about before, all these unwritten rules in baseball were really one thing, and that was sportsmanship, and and all that stuff's kind of been uh, thrown out the window. Yeah. So now the, it, the game is not governing itself. These dudes are just having flat-out brawls. And I think the other thing we're seeing, especially in the minor leagues, is the lack of uh, competent officials. We, we don't have the feeder system of umpires that we once had. So now you've got maybe younger you know, guys out there doing it, guys that may not may be in, you know, a little in, uh, in over their head. So I think we're seeing a, just a complete, total lack of control for the game. But I mean, I you know I watched the bat flip last night uh, in the uh, East Carolina game, and I was like, man, you know, years ago that wouldn't have been allowed, and I and I say allowed, it wouldn't have been tolerated. I can understand it was a huge point, you know. Cliff puts a guy on in front of him, dude hits a grand slam. It's an emotional thing, and it didn't come across as though it was manufactured. It was purely emotional at the time. But those types of things you're seeing more and more. I mean, th- th- social media 
all you got to do is just go to instagram or wherever and you're going to see a high school bat flip yeah uh regardless of of uh, you know of of level of whatever you're going to see these dudes flipping bats and all that just the evokes emotion and baseball is the game where you got a little bit of time to think about it uh next thing you know something else happens and now you've got it just kind of builds yeah, up. you got a powder keg. Yeah. but and and what you're saying the players policing themselves and everything i guess some pitchers think it's okay because after a strikeout they'll mf a guy and do their again that's part of it that that stuff didn't used to happen right but it's it's that's and that is exactly my point i'll tell you what i went and watched a a game uh, this weekend at at guy smith and it was uh it, it, anyway, not to get into, t- but man, it there was stuff going on on that field that I have never seen. It wasn't Babe Ruth. It wasn't. It was two folks that were just using uh, the facility. Uh, but there were things going on there that I, I just couldn't imagine has any place in in, in the game. Or? Oh my God, chirping and uh, uh, one guy from one team it takes a really bad swing but hits the ball out of the park. Uh, he just gets beat and he's a big strong kid. And wind's blowing out. And the first base coach for his team is yelling at the other team to get the call the bullpen, call the bullpen, get get another arm wow. up. Yeah, yelling across the field. The first base uh, coach. The first base coach. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, I, there was a player that came in the stands after uh, after a fan of the other team. It, it was, and these are college age kids that should know better. It was. Uh, I, I've, I've never. I've never seen anything like it, uh, mm. and, and it was a total distraction from what should have been a game of a reasonably well played game of baseball. And I mean, you'd never see an MLB player go in the stands. Oh wait, you oh, did yeah. have a guy climb a fence the other day. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, you know, go back a few years ago where it was the matter uh, the Rangers. Uh, they had the brawl in the bullpen where the bullpen was right against the stands and it was in the field of play. And next thing you know, you've got a, a left-handed bullpen guy going in the you know going in the stands after a guy so i mean yeah it, it it's it's just um it's a bit out of control i mean we gosh how many times have we seen it in, in the nba and then we saw you know Kyrie the other night give you know with with the, the, the double birds and whatever else i mean that stuff just i don't know man it's it just it, it it's all so it's all so bizarre i don't see I, I don't mind the flips and all that stuff and i like players to not like each other on the court but i wish everybody knew that it was kind of in the spirit of the game or a rivalry type thing it's not like we got to fist fight everybody or throw stuff on the field like just let them do their thing out there and let's root for our teams think of the rivalries we saw back in in my opinion when the nba was the nba and it was physical they used to fight but it was it was fairly consolidated or, or, or you know consolidated to the to the floor and it was uh, maybe the benches would clear but there was never a thought of I, I don't i don't think there was ever a thought of some of the things that you see now that are just almost vulgar demonstrations of ignorance yeah but it's uh yeah it's it's all it's all kind of out of control Molly, uh, we got to take a break. Can you hang out one more second? Sure. Ten more minutes. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one. We'll talk to Scott Rogers coming up at 4 o'clock as uh, we'll recap more of last night's game, talk about the Cincinnati series and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest news, uh, breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, I've made Molly mad again. That didn't take long. Here we go again. (laughs) All right, welcome back into the show. You know what's funny to me when somebody knows that they're asking things that they shouldn't ask or maybe have no business knowing the answer to, but then continue to pry and then wonder why they're anger. CJ, what time is the race on Saturday? <laughs> I thought it was wrestling. Oh, wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus criminy. Uh, all right, my bad. I, now I got to go get some balls. Hold on, let me go to Amazon. Find some <laughs> Molly's, pro- Molly's balls. <laughs> Molly's ball. Pro V's, please. <laughs> All right, uh, Molly here. Scooter is in the green room. Uh, we're getting him all prepped, makeup and hair, getting him ready to go for his four o'clock appearance. Uh, Pirates lose it last night, twelve to three. Molly, and we'll talk about it with Igo because I saw him post something from I think D one Baseball, one of the publications that still has them on the bubble yeah. as far as an at large. I had kind of thought that ship sailed. But uh, still, a lot of baseball to go. They can no, I mean, I mean, have you seen the conference? Anything can happen. I mean, it's you know, anything's. Uh, That's still a possible. good and a bad thing, though. Correct. It's good because they the, can run through it. It's bad because well, it's, and run through it. That that run through it is probably behind them a little bit with losing you know the series last weekend. But the river runs through it. Correct. That's a, what a great movie. Um, I, I you know I, I think anything's still possible. I know that you know they're gonna they're gonna have to fight and, and probably not drop another um, another conference weekend. I would think is is probably a fairly reasonable expectation. But you know last night they banged the ball around, got some bad breaks. Uh, State's you know one of those teams. Man, they are an emotional team. They always have been. Um, you know and 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 I mean Tommy White's good. They can hit. Holding them to two runs the first meeting might be the best thing ECU's done all year pitching wise because they score a lot of runs. Yeah, they so. do, and I, I it, they they kind of they swing it top to bottom. I mean, the, you know, the leadoff guy first pitch he sees last night, and he you know deposits it. So I mean, you look, it's last night was kind of a weird game when you have what I think they had 11, 12 hits. Uh, the Pirates did and manufactured three runs, and so that's there's just a ball that needs to fall or you know whatever every now and then. I, I will say. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen um, scoring happen as fast as it did in the first. It was almost like there was a tip or something that they were getting. Like mm-hmm. there was, uh, they had looked at enough video and figured out when you know his glove does this or a finger does this or elbow does you know that that a pitch is coming. Uh, but man, that I mean first three pitches he threw were just laser beams. So, um, but you know, yeah, it's uh, the turn to get ready in Cincinnati this weekend to see what happens. All right, couple minutes left. You know what, Molly hates Chandler when I ask him questions. So I think I need to ask him our questions of the week that we've been asking everybody. Go for it, Molly. What are you afraid of? My wife when she's angry. Okay. How about you've dealt with? Uh, going under folks houses and seeing so like how yeah, about I, rodents, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of of snakes but, but bugs and all that stuff. mice and stuff don't really bother me but okay. but, but the uh yeah snakes now that's not that's a different thing uh let's see have you uh sang karaoke before i have what song do you sing? what's your go-to uh i obviously did friends in low places yeah. yeah you know that was in power song yeah i had a uh 
uh, you, you remember Big Dave Evans? Yeah, okay. of course. Big Dave did uh, karaoke, probably one of the worst and best karaoke uh, performances I've ever seen. He did uh, David Bowie's um, uh, Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. Ground Control to Major Tom. Major Tom, Tom yeah. Oh, wow. And, and, oh, and, and he did it in its entirety. <laughs> And that's about a you know you remember when OAR did Crazy Game of Poker that yeah. was like a twenty six minute version yeah that's how long uh, it felt like Dave Ebrens's rendition of Space Odyssey was tough to hold the crowd that long well and it, they were that we were over it everybody yeah. was over it but he was having a great time that's all that's all that's it, all that matters all that matters moment of fame for him all right what are the other ones uh, anything strange in your fridge what's the weirdest thing in your fridge nothing right stays in my fridge very long with three boys good point who would play you in a movie i have no idea uh bald guy from breaking bad i right, see i don't know i have no idea michael chiklis oh uh steve austin you could go um <coughs> played lex luther uh, uh kevin spacey uh, I think he's been canceled. I don't know if we talk about him. Uh, Pre-canceled Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I did hear you guys asking that, and I literally was going, "What? Did I, who would I say? I have no idea. Maybe the guy that uh, played. Do you have an the, actor you like? A favorite actor? Oh, yeah, I like you know, Denzel Washington, but I don't think he's going to pull it off. I, I mean, he's it. a hell of an actor. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say maybe the one that came to mind was, the, what was the dude in the Fantastic Four that played the rock guy? Chickless, uh, right? Well, maybe it was Chickless. Bald, um, The Shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Chiklis. Yeah, it's a great call. Uh, what were the other questions, Chandler? If you could go to any other country uh, this weekend, where would you go? Any other country this weekend? Like you're doing a uh, a trip, a destination um, trip. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe Ireland? Huh. I'll play a little golf. All right. Got to have some golf there, though, right? Yeah, I mean, if I, yeah, if I, and I just think Ireland will be a, a – and I've got friends that have gone. It's on my list to do, but – all right, Mully's bucket list. What were the other questions, Chandler? I can't think of the other ones. Help me out. Do do one good thing for me today, man, and, and pick me up here. Nah, not going to happen? No, now I'm trying to think of the good thing that I did for you today. <laughs> well, we're still maybe, waiting on Maybe it. wearing that shirt. Because <laughs> that's short. Shirt. Oh, yeah. you like it? Yeah. That, Chandler's gone. See, he got so defensive. Did you see that? Yeah. He literally, like, bowed up, like, and I offered him a compliment. <laughs> Thanks, Because it, 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 it picks up clips. Um, t-shirt oh what did you want to be when you grew up you've had a lot of different jobs I, I, non-sports related no always i mean i always want to be a, a police officer really so i mean i did that for a while so did you yeah mm-hmm. you're a police officer mm-hmm. oh i don't see that no, i definitely see that you're a police officer you try to say that like license and registration please <laughs> you don't have any insurance no, I was a I, I I was a very um try you know try to look out for folks. My uncle, rest in peace, was a very uh, thin man. Come from a family of farmers. He, my dad, tells a story where he joined the Winterville Police Department, and some guy on a bicycle. He was, uh, I guess, drunk in public or something. But anyway, he poured gasoline on my uncle and said, I'm going to set you on fire, and that was his last day. He that was, would be a good day to leave. He went back to the fields. Yeah. Got back into farming. <laughs> so. Yeah, and probably had a phobia about stopping at Speedway. Ever did you have time. a story like that? Or oh, we don't have time for all that. All right, we'll get no, into no, that. No, 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 I just day. did. We'll do that on the podcast, hmm, getting okay. to know Mike Mullis. Yeah. Molly, thanks for hanging out. No, always good, man. Hit him straight. I will. I appreciate the uh, gifts. Thank very, you for kind. allowing me back into your life yeah. and hopefully into your PGA Championship pool in May. Mm. 
We'll, we'll, I, we'll I still talk. got work to do. We'll talk about it. All right. Next time on. you play golf, can you show a photo of proof of the, using the tees? Probably not. Yeah, you're asking a lot at this point. Yeah. <sighs> Would you like to come out there and maybe you can? I do. I, look, I we'll I play. saw Mully last week at the uh, Raleigh's Army tournament, and it was good seeing you out there. I do want to play some golf with play you anytime you want to play. Uh, I enjoyed it out there at Greenville Country Club. Yep. So. How'd y'all, it sounds like y'all did, we did better okay. than Team Pirate Radio. Well, that wasn't hard to do. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that was a pretty low bar. All right, Molly, thanks for hanging out. Yep, enjoyed we'll it. We'll see you later. We will talk to Scooter Scott Rogers when we return on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll recap ECU-NC State, get his thoughts on that, talk ECU-Cincinnati and more. We're back with you after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the Hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk to Patrick Mason of the Daily Reflector. We'll talk a little Pirate Baseball, a little MLB as well. Quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Way to fill in, CJ. Well done. Cardinals putting it on the Mets right now, 9-5 to five in the seventh inning. It's White Sox 3, Royals 2 in the seventh. No score between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks as they play in the second inning. Um, got Scott Rogers joining me here inside the Pirate Radio studio. Scooter, our kind of topic of the day. Didn't know we'd go this route. In fact, I can't remember how we got here, but uh, who's your all-time favorite fat athlete? All-time favorite fat athlete, definitely Bartolo Colon. All right, there you go. I mean, his – and that's kind of a shame that we'll never see that magical moment of mm-hmm. a pitcher hitting a home run again. That's my that's my only uh, disagreement with the DH being National League these days. And, of course, it didn't happen often, but that's what made it cool when, right. when one of those guys would go deep. Right, and there's so many pitchers, too, that can hit the ball very well, and you don't get to see that anymore. Madison Baumgartner, of course, he's closing out his career. I believe he is the active leader in home runs amongst pitchers, uh, but he is a, a great two-way guy. But, yeah, uh, DH all across baseball now. All right, Scooter, we'll talk about uh, what happened last night, 12-3, to NC State over ECU. And again, like some people don't like to hear this. We are not trying to make it rosy and homerish, but the Pirates were in that game right until the, the granny happened, right? Absolutely. I mean, they, they, they were they were right there toe-to-toe, at least offensively. Absolutely. And, you know, you the biggest thing last night for the Pirates was the amount of runners left on base. But, I mean, you take that first inning out and the grand slam out, and these used right in to that contest. And, you know, even before the grand slam late in the game, they were still in that contest because I think it was 7-4 to or 7-3, to three, I mean, when that home, when the grand slam was hit. And so you take that out, and that's a, I mean, 3-4 run ball game, and the Pirates are right there. Saw Zach Agnos hit another home run. He told us uh, on Monday he was going to hit three this week, so get ready for two more, Scooter. 
uh but he has uh he's found the the big fly of late and again a, a lot of pirates were hitting the ball getting on finding ways to get on how about the offense as we head down the stretch here scooter who's uh who's locked in right now who's playing well for the pirates i think obviously like you just said zach agnos is one that's starting to heat up obviously lane hoover still hitting the ball very well and jacob jenkins cowett obviously hitting the ball very well too but there's two names that it's going to be interesting to watch as we go down the stretch and i think that's going to be cam clonch and bryson world because they've been hitting the ball fairly good as of lately and bryson world really been hitting the ball very good lately since moving in that lineup a little bit but uh those are going to be some really key bats in this pirate order to go along as we finish up conference play here in the next few weeks there's a a freshman wall uh, a rookie wall we talk about it seems like more with basketball and football like rajay his freshman year kind of got worn down wasn't used to playing all those games getting all those carries and basketball brandon johnson great out of the gate and kind of slowed down once so is that a thing in baseball i guess i don't know they're they're definitely playing more games than they played in high school but like jjc you just expect him to to keep on rolling at this point i would say so i mean it's it's still baseball season obviously you know people can go into slumps very easily but i think jc keeps it up Uh, he's got very good confidence at the plate he does not act like a freshman a lot of times which is good for him and you know i asked coach godwin about him in our pregame interview for the broadcast down at Tulane on Sunday and just talked about why he's been so good in his freshman year and he said a lot of reason is was because he's one of those guys sits in the front row in every single meeting sits there jots down notes ask questions he's just one of those guys that wants to be a good team guy and I think that's what makes Jenkins Cowart such a great player on this Pirate team so it's no accident he's putting in the work off the field and, and it's helping him on uh, East Carolina Cincinnati this weekend Scooter and saw Ryder Giles get touched up last week uh, against Tulane and we asked him about it on Monday and he said part of it was he wasn't throwing uh, as many strikes as he had in previous appearances throwing too many off the plate too many balls also said uh, hitter conditions there in Tulane so uh, what did you see from his start uh, last Friday pretty much what he pretty much told you you know didn't throw a lot of strikes as normal with him and that hitters ballpark at Turchin Stadium my goodness I mean it was I called it at one point off the air. I said it was Charleston on steroids because the wind blew out probably 10, 15 miles an hour every single pitch of that series. And obviously you see the amount of home runs that was hit in the series, and that's why. But it was definitely a very hitter's ballpark. But then again, Ryder didn't have his best stuff on the mound. But then again, this is a very offensive club in Cincinnati we're facing this weekend. It'll be interesting to see how he does match up against the Bearcats. So you have to make the call off the bat. And we talked to Ryder. He said that one of the home runs hit, he thought it was a sack fly to center and looked back and Bryson kept going and going and it was gone. Bryson World said it was tough for him with the win to kind of figure out do i go in do i go out how about you call you know did you have any mix-ups uh the ball coming off the bat there in I, Tulane? I had a bunch <laughs> but it's because like i said you know with it blowing you know 10 15 miles an hour you hit a normal pop-up and if it's got any carry underneath it it was going to carry out of there and yeah. it was difficult to see that just because too church and stay a little bit higher up too booth wise so it was hard to tell on judgment but uh there was definitely a few that caught me off guard 
Uh, you and Corey hang out? Did y'all do anything fun? We did. Me, him, and uh, Malcolm went out Thursday night when we got there, and uh, Saturday night as well. And Steve Ullman actually joined us Saturday oh, yeah. night as well. Good old Steve. Did you eat some good uh, Nolan's food or anything? We like did. That? We uh, did some po' boy action on Saturday nice. night. We uh, sat at a restaurant in between a Nets and a Celtics table at the bar we were at. Oh, so wow. that was fun, sitting in between those guys. But it was a good time hanging out with Corey, getting everybody to catch up with him. And we talked a lot about the broadcast side of things and he gave me so many different tips to work on this year and uh it was good to catch up with him and it's, it's awesome to have Corey almost in my corner in in terms of maybe a mentor almost yeah that's uh that's great and we talked to Corey last week and uh he certainly misses the pirate nation but he's doing a great job there with tulane scooter uh we've already seen cincinnati one time this year and every player i asked on monday what do you recount about the cincinnati series and they said well just, you know prepare for a lot of runs right because they're gonna swing it might not have the best arms but uh could be some offense coming up uh this weekend right and that is a very offensive club in cincinnati they got three guys right now in the american conference in the top 10 for average right now and uh like you said pitching wise they rank last in the american and era right now but that is a very offensive club and we saw that up at cincinnati earlier in the year and it's probably gonna be a slugfest at times here this weekend just like it was in cincinnati but then again this is a much different pirate team that'll be playing this weekend than we saw up at cincinnati as well a team that's hitting the ball a whole lot better than they were at cincinnati and i think that's going to carry into this series and it's going to be a fun one to see this weekend scott rogers joining us uh scooter you, obviously we know what's going on in the american with east carolina tied at the top right now how about do you follow the college b- baseball landscape and i'd kind of written east carolina off as an at-large but I, there might still be time and opportunities to to find themselves in if they don't win the AAC tournament. How, how much do you keep up with that, and, and what are the possibilities of that, in your it's opinion? Trying to keep up with it as much as possible, mainly following the American, yeah. the closest, just because that being our conference. But, uh, you know, with having Coach O right by your side, you know, he's almost the go-to guy to talk about with NCAA tournament stuff. But uh, he's, he's pretty confident, you know, if the Pirates do keep winning and get in that top 40 range that the pirates do have a very good chance of getting an at-large bid but obviously you want to go down the clearwater win that conference tournament just so you can lock in that bid but if the pirates do pretty much finish out this season on the winning track and if they don't win the conference tournament at least go down there for you know two three four games that's a very good possibility for the Pirates getting in. Their RPI, I'm not sure what it dropped after last night's game. I still think they're in the mid-50s or so. But, yeah. you, I mean, you win. The, there's not a lot of RPI chances left in the American just right. because there's not a lot of high RPI teams. But that Duke and Campbell midweek games are going to be pretty good ones for the Pirates. Campbell being the best one, I think they're the highest RPI team we play the rest of the season. But you go in, and obviously Memphis, not a very high, high RPI as well, but that is a road series and any kind of road contest is going to boost your rpi with a win and that rpi is a funny thing as you mentioned I, they were 51 or two yesterday so i just looked it up dropped to 55 so a road lost nc state doesn't hurt you that much uh but you look at uconn our old foe 33 and 8 and they're at a 59 rpi old dominion beat us twice twice yep and their rpi is in the 60 62 mm-hmm. so it's uh it's one of those things the pirates like you said uh maybe not too many chances to 
to get those big RPI boost wins, but if you keep piling up the wins, especially they like road wins too, right? So right. got to win uh, your final road uh, series of the year. Yep, and another thing you got to throw in too, even if we don't win the conference tournament, you throw in a possible American Conference regular season title at yep. the end of the year, and that will help the Pirates as well. Scooter, Scott Rogers joining us. He'll be on the call this weekend with Dr. Gary Overton as the Pirates take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. And glad to be uh, back home in the uh, the friendly confines. You, you've been on the road quite a bit. We have. How are you handling your uh, your first year with all these road uh, trips? It's a lot, obviously. I'm glad school's winding down over the next week and uh, getting through exams and final papers and such over the next week. But once school's over, it's going to be fun just to be able to basically put all your attention on the broadcast and much like a student athlete not having to worry about school yeah. as well but so uh, the players have tutors do you have an announcer tutor for uh, yourself i do not but, uh, <laughs> that's always a text away to Corey glory sometimes <laughs> but uh but yeah juggling school and this at the same time has definitely been challenging but uh it's been able to work good and uh like i just said when school gets over and being able to focus totally on the broadcast it's going to be so much fun but going back to the traveling it's been fun to travel and see so many different ballparks across the country obviously going down the ucf was fun and going to tulane was fun as well just because growing up an ecu fan you see the pirates play there so many times and then hey you finally get to go and see it that's what's one of the most fun aspects i would say about this and you've been rating uh you, you always take that beautiful picture on the road before the game mm-hmm. but also rating the press boxes what's been your favorite away venue so far favorite away venue so far probably either cincinnati or tulane uh cincinnati had a very nice booth up there it was actually one of the almost a major league style double decker booth where you could have had four two different levels uh and tulane was good as well only and Corey will say this too the only thing about tulane that's if interesting is their windows don't open in mm-hmm. their press box so but thankfully they uh they have a line going to their tv mic that, that you're able to plug into your board so you do have the natural sound from outside because that would be a uh awkward broadcast yeah it was just dead hair would be talking a lot of the time yeah I, and i wonder what the lack of foresight is when they build something like that right no that's strange i was talking with uh andrew sanders last night the play-by-play voice for nc state and he was telling me that high points new stadium right now they played there earlier in the year and their broadcast booth is almost in the right field corner mm. he said you cannot see home plate there's a uh, patio in front of the broadcast booth where people will stand up during the game he said it is probably the it is definitely the worst place to broadcast the game from Scott Rogers joining us. He'll be in the uh, friendly confines this weekend of Clark LeClaire Stadium calling the action. Uh, Scooter, uh, we'll wrap it up with, uh, we'll ask Scooter the questions of the week. Oh, boy. What are you afraid of, Scott? Uh, I don't do spiders. Okay. (laughs) Does not do spiders. I remembered one question I forgot to ask Molly. What's your worst habit? Worst habit? Hmm. Do you have any bad habits? Probably brushing my teeth. That's a bad habit to keep up with. You don't, you don't do it daily. You I do. I do. Twice <laughs> okay. a day, I should say. Twice my, a day. That's a bad habit. All right, fair enough. Um, if you could, uh, after the season, you are granted uh, a plane ticket to anywhere in the world. Where would you go? What country? Hmm. Probably Mexico. You go sit on a beach All somewhere, right. or either toronto hell you can drive there yeah or either a uh (laughs) you're going just north america yeah all right that's fair enough (laughs) uh it's your call what did you want to be when you grew up non-sports related you've been around fields and ball and everything anything non-sports related you wanted to be you're you're gonna laugh at this but uh a mailman 
<laughs> why? why? I, just a uh, little kid scooter wanted to be a mailman when he grew up. I uh, always wanted to do what I'm doing, but grew up farming, didn't really like the early morning and the hard work part of it, but did enjoy listening to the radio, being in and out of trucks and tractors mm-hmm. all day. So I would listen to like Howard Stern, and then I would listen to sports talk radio mm-hmm. the rest of the day. So I, I thought about... I don't know about truck driver, but something like mail, FedEx, like yeah. where I could be listening to sports talk radio right. while I'm working. And those people make good money, too. And, and make some bank along the way. <laughs> and uh, I think I'd fill out like a UPS suit pretty good. Yeah. Brown could be my color. There you go. Maybe I'll have a second uh, career uh, <laughs> and be a... Uh, Ch- Chandler can be your holiday helper when the holidays come around. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Thank you, Chandler. Finally pitching in around here he's not listening um let's see who would play you in a movie what actor would hmm. play you that's a very good question i'm a big uh Wahlberg fan i like both <laughs> of them i don't know if they would necessarily fit me but uh it would be fun to watch them play me mark Wahlberg yeah. is scott rogers <laughs> in yeah that, that'd be fantastic all right uh you got anything weird in your fridge weird in my fridge uh if there's anything in my fridge actually right now uh i don't think so nothing comes to mind What's hopefully your... nothing expired in the fridge what do you like to snack on my go-to snack is uh cheddar jack cheeses mm, all right good call good call uh let's see what am i forgetting huh that's all of that uh oh did, who's your favorite wrestler all time favorite wrestler all time would be cm punk oh okay good call what a mark <laughs> What do you think, CJ? We share a favorite wrestler all time, then. Nice. See, pipe bomb. <laughs> the uh, the summer of punk was a fun moment in time. That was like peak fifth, sixth grade for me. So I was locked in on that every single night it was on. So when he delivered the pipe bomb, your mind was blown. You're like, oh my god, absolutely. He can't say that. <laughs> He's saying things he can't say. Vince is gonna get him. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Don't forget the karaoke question. Oh yeah, have you sang karaoke? I have not. Really? No if you did what song would you sing Ooh, that's a very good question probably a little garth brooks maybe one of those songs uh i love luke combs and brett eldridge on today's music so maybe one some of country songs. yeah all right good deal scooter thank you for participating in our q a and also for uh joining us today uh, feeling good about the pirates chances this weekend i do i feel good about the pirates the rest of the season and uh they keep hitting the ball like they have been as of lately and uh we keep seeing some of the arms that have come out of the bullpen as well and get jake Kuchmaner back into that mix this team can make a run at the end of the year i think good deal and uh at some point scooter we'll uh talk about the softball world series coming back to greenville right yep this uh i believe it's the ninth through the 15th if i remember correctly off the top of my head the nates were officially announced yesterday and Uh, also what month sorry august august yep and uh, Little League also announced yesterday that all the World Series tournaments will be coming back this year for age groups all the way up to 16-year-olds. So it's good to see that we're back in the normal swing of things with Little League and the World Series side. But uh, can't wait to finally welcome the whole world yeah. to Elm Street Park this August. That's going to be awesome. All right, uh, Scooter, thanks, bud. Absolutely. We'll uh, see you out at Clark Declare and hear you out at Clark Declare this weekend. Take a timeout, come back, we'll talk some more baseball. We'll look around MLB, see what's going on there. And talk some pirates as well with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. He joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a hump day Wednesday halfway through this edition of pirate radio live coming up at five o'clock steve and i go hoist the colors will join us we'll talk pirate baseball see if there's any news or nuggets in football and hoops as well quick look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck our next guest patrick mason's white Sox uh have a lead can they hold on to it and win a freaking baseball game we'll see they're up six to three in the seventh inning over the royals the cardinals continue to pour it on against the mets 10 to 5 right now st louis over new york in the eighth inning do you have a stat is there a stat no no (laughs) computer's all messed up (laughs) okay sorry Uh, i was trying to test something and it came over the wrong thing i'll give you some stats um the dodgers are scoreless uh with arizona in the fourth inning all right uh patrick white Sox up six to three when's that have they won since we last saw you no yeah they've (laughs) lost eight straight jeez killing me in my wins pool that's gonna wrap up here uh this weekend so i need them to come through and win this game they are up right now as we uh, play in the bottom of the seventh. Patrick, uh, did you go to Raleigh yesterday? I did. So you saw the Pirates lose 12-3 to to NC State. Uh, what were your thoughts on the, the game? Well, I guess if you look at the score, it looks like it was a complete blowout, but it really wasn't that. I mean, I think they had 11 hits. I mean, they were hitting the ball hard everywhere. It's just, you know, it just didn't work out. They just, I mean, NC State can really hit, and, and that's what happened. Um, it was just kind of one of those baseball games, you know. You just kind of got baseballed to death. A lot of hard balls were caught. Um, you know, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? One of those things. In fact, uh, I knew you were there because you and CJ were the only people asking Cliff Calvin questions after the game. Um, there are some games where Cliff will be in a bad mood, even after a win sometimes. Like, he, he won't be happy with the team's performance. He certainly wasn't happy last night. But he came away with it kind of like you said. Like, hey, we we hit the ball pretty good tonight. We're gonna if we barrel the ball like we did tonight, you know, we're gonna win some games down the road. It seemed like he had that outlook on it. Yeah, he definitely had a, an outlook like that. You know, he said, you know, what are you gonna do? You hit the ball, hit the ball hard. Um, good uh, bullpen outing as well. Um, I mean, for a few guys. And yeah, I mean, what, what, really, what can you be upset about when you get 11 hits and just hit the ball hard all evening? Going to be some uh, runs scored this weekend when the Pirates take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. That was the case the first time when these two teams met. And even talking to the players Monday, they're expecting a lot of runs this weekend. Yeah, that'll probably that probably will be the case. And I mean, even yesterday, you get that first inning, you get the bases loaded. I mean, if if you score more runs, the game goes differently. And I mean, Josh Groves, I don't know if he necessarily had a bad game he just for whatever reason gives up home runs you know and that's that's just what nc state can do well and uh you know like you said at the top of the first if you score a couple more you know you're right in it uh thoughts on on Ryder giles it it seemed like an anomaly just him coming out being the the friday night ace and and a team finally got to him 
on friday uh in tulane and part of that rider said was just didn't get ahead in counts through through too many balls uh so the, the control factor should be there this friday but you know is it sustainable rider uh being your friday night guy for east carolina yeah, uh, I don't know. It's I guess what we saw against Tulane is kind of what we expected. Maybe not expected, but you know we thought we might see some more. Um, and I, you know, he really didn't pitch all that bad. I mean, eventually some guys are just going to hit him. You know, eventually you're going to get a book on him. Um, and he really does need to get ahead in counts, and and that's when he he definitely succeeds more. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, ideally, I don't know if you want Ryder Giles as a, a Friday night starter, but. Um, that's I mean, where they he, are right i mean and he's and he's been good in the role so i guess you got to keep trotting him out there but you know i was looking um yesterday opponents batting average for their pitching staff and the two guys that are holding opponents under 200 is zach agnos and Ryder giles so basically your starting middle infield has been your most effective pitchers which is just an odd it is. odd thing to have very odd year uh pitching wise for east carolina and chandler we were watching the game last friday Ryder did give up some runs but also gave up the patented squib grounders off the bat yeah we saw uh, at least three of those there he uh just induces ground balls to the middle of the infield that are no problem so he's still got that in his arsenal and as long as he gets ahead throw strikes we're gonna see him uh use his defense behind him and get plenty outs for sure and you know you mentioned the bullpen too we saw like cj boyd yesterday and godwin was just saying like you know we're trying to give some guys rest like carter spivey didn't even make the trip trey savage didn't throw and i think he's kind of eyeing that weekend series too knowing that it's probably going to be pretty offensive and you're going to need all the, your your arms you know so yeah east carolina right now i still you know they're outside looking in as far as an at-large goes when you do you still think they have a shot uh, as far as an at-large goes I think I mean I think their RPI is in the low 50s. It's 55, 55 after last night's loss. Okay, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to count them out necessarily <coughs> right now. Um, it'll be tough. I mean, they got to start winning some series for sure. You know, if they you know lose this series or something, it'll be really tough. But um, I mean, I don't think there's any reason right now to say hey, they're totally done. Yeah, I guess you, you got enough games left, and the way they play in conference play typically uh then they could be up there at the end of the year we shall see patrick mason joining us patrick uh as far as the bats go who uh who's locked in right now for the pirates who, who's who's carrying the weight offensively um probably i mean it's weird to say zach agnos is just hitting the ball so hard i mean he hit that bomb yesterday it just clanged off of the batter's eye i mean that had to be 425 feet um i mean he his power showing up but really all year it's been lane hoover i mean he's just always on base and, I mean, that's just a perfect guy at the top of the order, you know. Um, I mean, really, those two guys kind of set the table, and they're and they're doing good right now. I still need others to step up, and you just hope that, that Josh Moylan just goes on a tear or something. Like, yeah. I, I still feel like it's possible, right? It really is. And when he hit that sack fly yesterday, I mean, it was solid contact. It looked like it could go. I mean, it was a deep fly ball. I mean, it's just stuff like that. He's got to just get the ball in the air, barrel up some pitches, and and he's a player where you look at him and go, man, if he could just, you know, whatever he's got to do, like he can just go on a tear and just carry a team. I still think that is a, a possibility for him at some point this season. Patrick Mason joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some MLB. Uh, I want to ask you about the, the Chris Bassett talk complaining about baseballs mm-hmm. uh, after last night. You got that going on, some other stories in Major League Baseball. So we'll look around the diamond and see what's going on in the Major Leagues when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday after this.
TRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, you work hard for your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Mike Mullis uh, joined us earlier, talked about the amount of benches clearing and uh, things we've seen in baseball so far this year. And I uh, checked Twitter, and guess what? We had some benches clear in uh, St. Louis as the Cardinals and Mets uh, kind of been going at it this week. And there was a uh, pitch around the head of Nolan Arenado. He didn't like it. And uh, the bench is cleared, and, and out they come. So Buck Showalter has been uh, fighting a lot this year, the old man, old cranky man. Uh, but, uh, Patrick, I don't know. So the trend last week when we talked, uh, last time we talked to you, you said that, you know, runs were down as a whole. Uh, runs are down and, and heated players are up. Uh, yeah. The brawls are up. I don't know. Have you been noticing this? Yeah. baseball yeah definitely um it's just always interesting when you know bench is clear in baseball everyone runs out and they just puff out their chests you know and then head back but um i was actually reading an interesting story about kind of why some runs are down and it's just because at this point uh teams can carry as many relievers as they want you know with expanded rosters um and if that doesn't come down until the end of the month i think they have to have like 15 or 14 and then by the end of may it's back down to 13 so right now you just have tons of fresh arms and and guys throwing all right that uh could certainly be a factor in that uh how about uh what we saw with the Mets and cardinals chris bassett not blaming the opposing team for hitting mets batters but blaming the baseballs that they're throwing and he says the baseballs are different and mlb knows it and they don't care and they're not doing anything about it and you know i don't know i haven't held these balls or seen if i've held these balls but not those balls to see if they're any different but it, it sounds like just another player complaining about something. I don't know. Do you think there's anything to it when uh, Bassett says that? I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, everyone's got to use the same ball, right? I mean, ideally. But I guess you heard a lot of pitchers talk about last year when they banned the spider tack. You know, yeah. basically you were just going out there with, with nothing. I guess just a rosin bag. Um, and, and that was kind of frustrating for them. I've heard some pitchers say, like, it's kind of like it's a slippery baseball. You can't really get a grip on it. Um, so I guess I can see it from that standpoint, but at the same time, you know, everyone's using the same ball. And at the end of the day, you know, you're getting paid millions to throw the ball over the plate. I know. And we kind of think it, yeah, you want to have the best equipment. You want to have the best show for the fans that go to the game. But we are talking about a game where the object is to, to throw the ball to the catcher and try to get the guy out. So whether or not you can use all that stuff, okay fine you can't go out there and, and pitch right right do what you're supposed to do yeah like, i don't know it's and like garrett cole you know he's he's probably one of the most famous uh, uh proponents of that because you know when spider attack went away he just can't throw strikes and mlb's response to this saying you guys can't use sticky stuff is we're going to give you like two different style rosin bags um for different kind of grips and 
Um, I don't know. I, I guess you know. At this point, you got a whole year to figure it out. I mean, you just got to figure out how to get a grip on the ball and use with what you got. Yeah, uh, Garrett Cole too uh, turned into a madman after the game started two minutes late. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Casey and uh, Eric Ward would never let that happen at Clark for Claire. We're always starting the game right on time. That's right. So thank you, marketing people, for that. Uh, but I guess they did a ceremonial first pitch. It might have been. Uh, Who's the old actor that's always up in New York? Uh, is it Billy Crystal, maybe, that was throwing out? Sounds that? right. Uh, either way, uh, the game started like two or three minutes late, and Cole's in the dugout whining and complaining about it. It's crazy, because if you look at it on the flip side, if you're pitching the bottom of the first or something, and you know your offense goes out there for an extra two or three minutes and takes long at bats, are you going to complain then? You know, exactly. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just someone whining who just can't. Seem to figure it out right now. <laughs> Who was the pitcher that cut up their uniform? Oh, that's my guy, Chris Sale. <laughs> yes. yes. Chris Sale. <laughs> that's right. Was that with the White Sox? Oh, yeah. They were wearing some, like, funky... Yeah, they were wearing a throwback uh, uniform. And they usually do it on Sundays, but he just happened to start that day. And, man, he just went... I think he went out to warm up in it and was like, you know, I can't use this. And he went into the, the locker room and cut up everyone's jerseys. So they didn't have enough jerseys to play with. <laughs> so they wore... Like just regular jerseys. Yeah, they there? had to go back to like you oh know, my their, their regular homes or whatever they were at. They sabotaged the uh, the entire uniforms. These okay. guys are big giant babies. Oh yeah, yeah. He just you know he lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, he's got a little personality to him. Chris Sale. What are your thoughts on him now that he's no longer? Yeah, on your side. So I, I I loved him when he was with the White Sox, but also I I also loved the trade too. You know, I think it worked out for both guys. We traded him to the White Sox, so we got Yohan Moncada, Michael Kopech. Okay. Um, I think some other guys here and there, but you know, it worked out for both teams. And I don't know, I, I still root for him because, like you said, he had some personality and he was fun. He had a really funky delivery. He I hadn't seen like, him in a while, right? Yeah, he weighed like 160 pounds. Yeah. Like you know, looked like he's gonna break in half. But <laughs> <laughs> are there any former players uh, you don't like? Uh... I don't know. You know, not really. Yeah. I mean, no, no one really, you know, offended me all that much. But, you know, actually, probably Adam Eaton, I was really glad, went away. Okay. Yeah, there's something about him. It's just, you know. <laughs> and his nickname was Spanky, too, so I, I don't need that. You know, Not a do. not a fan of Spanky. No. Fair enough. Uh, they're showing the latest brawl <laughs> from the Mets-Cardinals games. And here they come out of the uh, bullpens. I saw somebody say that there should be, like, a designated area in the outfield because so, by the time the bullpens jog all the way in, it's kind of over anyway. They're winded from having to run that far. That's right. So maybe like des- put a circle out there in center where the bullpens can meet up and go chest to chest. Yeah, and it's funny too because you know they're so far away from the action. They're probably peeking through the fence, going, "Hey, you, you know what? I, I think we got to get out there. <laughs> Do we go? Do yeah. we go? Should yeah. we go?" Yeah. And go. finally, they uh, they make the decision Open to go. The gate. <laughs> uh, looking at it right now, the uh, the Mets who are losing today <coughs> have got off to a a fantastic start and have continued that start. They are fourteen and five right now, most wins in baseball. Uh, one game back of them. Those pesky San Francisco Giants. At it again. Yep. And, you know, that's a really fun team because I thought last year was a flash in the pan. I feel like I've said that before, but and I thought there's no way, you know, just with that roster, it seems like they're kind of piecing stuff together, but they just keep winning. Kind of turned Cardinals-esque where, like, no matter who's on their team, who's in their lineup, uh, they, they play well. Uh, Dodgers are 12-5. and five. Padres and Rockies, Rockies, one of the biggest surprises, have winning records in the NL West as well. Looking at the American League, team with the most wins, 
Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, they can sitting hit. at twelve and six. Yeah, they can they can certainly hit, and that's a you know a good division to start out quick in as well. And I kind of like that the way they've built it, and it's great for us fans my age now because I watched Dante Bichette and Vlad Senior and Craig Biggio, yep. so I knew all those names, and it's easy to follow. But I, there's something about when a team has those guys, brings them up. And kind of takes their time with them. Like we've heard those names for a while now, but uh, bring them up, and, and when they succeed, I don't know. It, I like, I like it when it's organic like that, as opposed to the Dodgers just adding Turner and Freeman and Betts and yeah. things like that. Yeah, that definitely going the homegrown route has a, a fun thing for the fans. You can kind of get attached to some guys, and and also you're just not every year just you know breaking out the checkbook saying, hey, let's go get this guy because. You know, while that might work, there's other times it can you know blow up in your face. You know, it's so I think if you definitely grow some guys and develop your own guys, you know, that's a success for you know long term. I guess I'll pump the brakes for now on the White Sox running away with the Central. I still think they'll win it uh, because the team like this is a time now where the White Sox have lost how many in a row? You said eight, eight, and they're still what like two and a half games back. Like if you're the Twins, if you're the Guardians. You got to try to separate yourself because there's going to be a stretch in June, July when the White Sox win like 10, 12 division games in a row, right? For sure. Yeah, this is the time where if you're, you know, not the White Sox, you really got to build up a lead and get some distance. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, eight, you know, losing eight in a row and only to be what two, two and a half out. I mean, yeah. that's you know, it, it makes it a little more palatable. Uh, looking at the West, Igo's Mariners could be the real deal. They, they are a fun young team right now. And then Mike Trout, I just hope he stays healthy, puts together a generational season, and they make the playoffs. I want to see him in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's on the way to just another great season. He's already. killing it. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, yeah, me too. I just want to see him in the playoffs. Yeah. You know? And the Mariners too. They're 2001 is the last time they've been in the playoffs. So I want to see them get into you know, do they have the longest drought in all the big four sports? I believe all, they do, right? Yep, all professional sports. Or, yeah, the big four. But, I mean, 2001 is a long time. That is. Uh, that, uh, that That's still crazy because I think back to Edgar Martinez, uh, Martinez doubling and Griffey scoring and uh, them be, <laughs> like winning playoff games, yeah. and you have to go back almost 30 years uh, when that happened. It's crazy. It just seems like it shouldn't be possible either. Especially since they went from Edgar, Griffey, Randy Johnson to then, you know, A-Rod, Ichiro. And, like, so it felt like they were just going to keep being good or whatever. And uh, they never really won anything with Ichiro there. Yeah, right. Like, a couple generational talents, you know, on your team for years. And I guess the Angels can relate. Yeah, for sure. And it's also more head-scratching, too, because MLB keeps you know expanding how many teams get in the playoffs. So it just yeah. seems like you'd find a wild-card spot eventually. Uh, and they won a ton of games last year. In fact, I think uh, I go. I was saying if they were in the NL East, they would have won the division. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that, that doesn't help them when they're uh, playing in a tough AL. But right now, a lot of the wins coming on the NL side of things where you've got a ton of teams with double-digit wins, not so many on the AL side of things. Uh, any other, I don't know, trends, players, anything jumped out to you in Major League Baseball so far this year? You know what I thought was interesting is since the DH is universal, I thought we'd maybe see more of that, you know, maybe more of an effect of that, and I don't think we've really seen that yet. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. In fact, the Braves were waiting on Ronald Acuna to join the team, which should happen very soon, but 
they're uh they've had issues there in fact it's so bad that they have ozuna playing in the field which he's terrible at and uh, you know dickerson dh'ing like they haven't we could really use a jorge soler or jock peterson right now i know that much yeah uh how about jock the other day getting uh talked to by a fan turns around like mid at bat and says something to the guy then hits a dinger (laughs) says something to the guy rounds the plate touches the plate says something like he's he went from you know talk about guys i didn't like i was not a jock fan i thought the amount of swagger and cockiness he had did not match his production that's right when he was a dodger and i never liked the guy and now he is a Braves legend for the rest of my life, oh, and yeah. I love the guy. And he's got his you know pearl necklace going and all the rest. And- just a fun. <laughs> turns out he's just like he doesn't care. Fun guy, great on social media. Like he's, I did a one eighty on him. I gotta say, but he's that's the perfect example of a player who when he's on your team you love him, but you hate playing against him because he just gets under your skin and just you know grinds on you. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was like the perfect Dodger. Like he was like born on third base thought he hit a triple kind of guy mm-hmm. but uh just but guy I, you love to hate yeah and uh but like i said i did a turnaround on him there's a good uh category for uh, a question for a day cj have you ever done a 180 on an athlete a guy you hated that you eventually ended up liking I'm trying to think of uh um, other examples of that for me man here's a guy i didn't do a 180 on i like him personality wise and everything but I always hated Deion Sanders, mostly because he was on the Cowboys and Niners and he was really good and they would beat my team. But even when he joined Washington for a year, I was disgusted the entire time. Hmm. Part of it was because he was like 40 years old and couldn't do anything anymore. But I would, as a player, I never liked Deion. I do like him in his uh, post-playing career. Uh, I have two. One would be Kobe. Um, once the rivalry between... The Lakers and Celtics kind of died down because the Lakers uh, fell off in the early 2010s. I kind of grew to like him a little more. But obviously in the moment, you know, when you see this guy who your team just can't stop and you can't win championships because of him, I mean, you don't like him. I get that. And I didn't have the rivalry aspect of it. And this is probably sacrilegious to a lot of people. I was never a Kobe fan. Really? No, I just never... I don't know. I, I never liked Kobe. I know he was awesome. Like I respect the greatness, but I never rooted ever. I think it was just being a Laker. I can't root yeah. for Lakers. I get it. Um, Who's the other guy? My other one was Kurt Busch. Uh, I don't know how much you paid attention to Kurt Busch like early in his career, but he was zero. He was awful. <laughs> I mean, everything that people say Kyle Busch is, that's what Kurt Busch used to be. Um, he lost his ride over something he said. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and then he had to kind of figure himself back out and fix himself and come get a kind of like a restart on his career. And he's been great since then. Uh, I did do. Uh, here's another one. Here's a football one. Uh, Philip Rivers. Really? <laughs> Hated him because, you know, he was NC State and he was whiny. And then at some point, the whininess became funny. And, and it was funny that every Sunday – on red zone he'd be it'd be the fourth quarter he'd have the ball with a minute left and usually throw an interception or sometimes win the game but by the end of his career i I came to respect 
and almost like Philip Rivers. Do you remember that? I think it had to be last year, a couple of years ago, where there's this awesome highlight of him where you know, maybe he gets sacked, but he throws a, a touchdown pass, and the guy or he goes to pretend to pick him up, and then just pulls yes. his hand back. Like he, yeah, I found that he's just yelling first down. I kind of like that. Yeah, right in the guy's face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Philip Rivers, I did a 180 on. My guy was, I think, AJ Przinsky. That, oh that man, style. yeah. But if he's on your team, you like him. But I like him. You know, you wanted to throw at him, kind of guy. <laughs> he was a jerk. <laughs> oh yeah. I kind of did the opposite on Brian McCann, who I, I loved as a, a brave, and I, I still like him. But him gatekeeping for baseball got really annoying to me. Yeah, I agree. standing in front of home plate on a home run, like <laughs> I don't know, like that. I even though it was my team. Like, let Carlos Gomez act like a fool if he wants to. How about don't give up a home run? How about you hit a home run yep. in response? Don't do the, the, I don't know. That got annoying to me. I've done multiple 180s both ways on LeBron James. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so I've always been, I don't know if fan is the word, but like for nobody has had the hype early on in his life like LeBron and not only met the hype but exceeded the hype. Mm. He was like King James in high school on Sports Illustrated. And you know how many guys have flamed out after that's happened to them? But LeBron met and exceeded the expectations. Um, you know Bryce Harper in sort yeah. of the same vein, but he was the same way. Remember he was in yeah. high school and I, he's won a couple MVPs. Got to respect the talent, never been a fan, mostly because he's been in the NL East probably the whole time. But I, the one thing I have turned on LeBron is he's kind of always been this way. But he's very corny. He's a tryhard. He does the thing, like I said, where he uh, opens up a book halfway through, gets somebody to take a picture of it, and like post, I'm reading a book. <laughs> like That is so lame. That I liked is so him annoying. The first stint in Cleveland, then he went to Miami. Hated him there. Hated him in Miami or Cleveland? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, I liked I, him in Cleveland because he, he had an entire city he was playing for right and he read more books in cleveland probably (laughs) probably actually read the books and when he went back to cleveland the second time i was a fan again i was i was rooting for him to uh when they won that title in 2016 i was rooting for him then uh and then you know goes to the lakers and kind of ruins the team on his own and here we are you know i kind of did a reverse 180 on kevin garnett really huge fan of the big ticket in minnesota rooted for him with the celtics but that anything is possible and look i wouldn't fight kevin garnett he'd kick my ass but i think he does a lot of fake tough guy things i don't i think part of it's manufactured with him i don't know if he's 100 percent real what about that movie with adam sandler he was in do you see that one Uncut Gems? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was a good what movie. What did that do with uh, your, your I'm back on KG. board with KG. <laughs> oh. All right. There we go. <laughs> so I'm on the seesaw. I going to say. I love some young, skinny KG. You know who their play-by-play guy was for the Timberwolves then? Mm, Kevin Harlan. Oh, really? And it was just him screaming, Kevin Garnett with no regard for human life. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I guess I'm still pro KG, but some of that stuff seemed a little fake to me. I didn't know Kevin Harlan was – so he worked just for the Timberwolves? He the was time? the Timberwolves guy. This was like early KG days. How cool must that be to have like such a great voice yeah. on your team? Well, uh, Dan Schulman is the Blue Jays guy, right? I want to say. That sounds right. Every game. So like a very recognizable voice you hear 
It's, it's kind of like uh, the Canes had Forsland yeah. for all those years, and yeah. then he'd do national games too. It's like Mike Breen with the Knicks. Yeah. That one I'd love. Yeah. Gus Johnson used to do either the Knicks or the Nets. Oh, that dude would give you a heart attack. How about had to watch him 82 games? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Gus doing some playoff games this year has been cool, yeah. actually. All right. Um, that's a good topic to bring up one day. We kind of just did it there. Yeah. <laughs> 180s, one way or the other. All right, Patrick. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Folks can check out reflector.com pages of the daily reflector uh you'll be out there this weekend at clark leclerc anything else you want to plug no just watching some baseball this weekend all right enjoy it and uh we'll see you out there thanks for hanging out yep all right we'll take a time out come back we'll uh see if i goes done any 180s on athletes i guess i've done one on brandon suggs now that he's with ucf yeah sucks to say sucks to say sucks to be me uh we'll talk to i go and have a winner for you in hour three of pirate radio live this sounds like this could be a Lincoln Park song from 2002. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. Hi, it is 5.06 on a Wednesday, and Stephen Igo joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Rocking the plain black shirt today. I like the look, Igo. Kind of kind of cash, but also feel like you could do some serious work in that. Yeah, this was a like a mixed day. Um interviewed Mike Houston earlier today, wore the same outfit. Like like I'm not really going into the office, but like I want to have like a somewhat professional look yeah. as I go to interview the head coach of the football team. So that's kind of what I was going for. I hear a brand advertised for that. It's like athletic business athletic wear or something mm. i don't know we're just making up turns as we yeah. go along now in society so whatever works uh chandler you think uh mike houston busted his freaking tail during that interview busted his freaking tail off did you say you chatted with coach houston today yeah when they, is that available thanks for listening um it's uh <laughs> never mind i don't want to know what it's, it's available, available no, now no it's the colors it's probably we have a good bunch. A really it's a good great bunch. opportunity to go listen to Boneyardbanner.com. Rivals.com slash ECU underscore Mark Lindsay. A little bit for sure. In terms of good, uh, really good bunch. Been some good chatter and some bad chatter this week on Hoist the Colors. There's never bad chatter on Hoist the Colors. <laughs> when I get involved, Especially there regarding basketball or Brandon Suggs. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's been a fun week. Uh, talking uh, hoops, talking football, talking baseball as well and other items but i go what's on the uh the front burner right now obviously baseball season anything basketball related going on 
Uh, yeah, ECU is continuing to recruit student athletes for the 2022-23 season. We got to field a team. Uh, they have to field a team. I'm hearing you could hear an announcement uh, in the coming days in regards to the complete signing class Ooh. as it stands today. I think they're still working on finalizing some things, but they had a uh, you know they've already committed five guys publicly. And you like their burgers? What? <laughs> Five guys. <laughs> I honestly have never had five guys. All right. Sorry. Stay, stay in your lane. Carry on. Uh, I do have a question for you. Does yeah, that yeah. include Portal? Yeah, there's a couple of Portal kids in there. Do you have an estimation on the number of... Right now, it'd be two Portal and the rest freshmen or Juco. Juco. Okay. So, majority would be new players not from the Portal, which is interesting because really you can go two ways and not that this um, prevents them from adding more guys to the portal but I, I just think they want to kind of set a base and build a foundation and then go from there but uh, you know I've still heard they're in, in the mix with a couple other portal kids so you've been updating it one by one on Hoist the Colors you're saying this would make it official from ECU's end yes yeah they've already gotten a bunch of signatures but it's like they don't want to release one at a time you know it's kind of disjointed and so that you know we've been covering it we've covered all the guys that are exiting the portal uh into ecu or exiting ecu into the portal we've recruited uh we've recruited we've covered the high school guys that ecu has recruited and then we've covered the one juco signee as well i don't do it whatever way you want nothing wrong with it nothing right with it but i think it'd be better and make it look like a bigger deal if you announced it one by one what's the harm of putting out a release saying Johnny Smith has committed. He's a pirate. Let's go. Why not do that? Why put them all together? That way you don't put any one individual above the team. Oh, God forbid. My God. It's just simpler. I know, and that is why we're where we are. It's simpler. Let's do the easy way. Let's take the easy way out. Let's mix it up. Let's do something different. Calm down, man. First of all, uh, if you want to get that information one by one, just come to hoistacolors.net as we've uh, done this entire time. You know what? You probably shouldn't do that because you're hurting feelings. We provide a service for diehard pirates who want to know what's happening day by day and not at the conclusion of a gathering process such as a recruiting class. Do you know how many feelings you hurt each and every day by po- uh, posting that stuff? <laughs> you're killing the program. Yeah, yeah. I'm hurting people's families. Oh, my God. Families. Uh, I should have saved that for my rant. I'm not that fired up about it, but again, I don't see why we can't just put out a cool graphic officially from ECU for each guy. Well, maybe tomorrow or whenever this happens, they put out an individual graphic for each player. Fair don't enough. They, don't they do that for football? Yeah, like, during and I would expect period? something simple, um, similar for basketball. Like, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's fine. Whatever. Speaking of the message boards and stuff, have you made the uh, has Hoist the Colors made that Twitter account lately? I know they did one time. Um, the message, message board geniuses. Uh, yeah. yeah, we made it. We made it twice. We made it something about NC State and giving a uh, certain part of your body to beat NC State next oh, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was another one that we were up there. For. <coughs> I can't remember what it was, but yeah, not any not any time recently. But that's also because football season has ended, and for the most part, people have come back to Earth or like close to Earth. During football season, people go into a different stratosphere, and it's just like these guys lose their minds. And you know, that's that's what being fans nonsense. all about. Yeah, 
That's what being a fan's all about, though. Yeah, and there's I, a reason. I think that happens with baseball some too. Maybe not on yeah. hoist the colors, but generally because the expectations are the highest for baseball. There's definitely been overreaction to baseball because like a lot of casual fans or fans that don't really know baseball just. You know, like they look at a game like yesterday and say, "Oh, we suck. We got killed by NC State." When in reality, like two different line drives get through instead of caught, and it's a much different game. ECU doesn't put in CJ Boyd down seven to five or whatever in the in the seventh inning if the game is that close. So things got away late. Had some tough breaks. Obviously, pitching's got to improve. You can't go out there and give up six runs in the first two innings and have a chance. But I thought really the offense gave itself a chance just they had some unlucky breaks too and that happens in the game of baseball east carolina will take on cincinnati this weekend friday saturday sunday we are expecting runs in that one i go cincinnati can hit cincinnati cannot pitch pitch. yeah Yeah, they got like two or three good pitchers and then there's a major drop off and i think they lost two out of three to south florida one of those games they gave like 19 runs or something like that in south florida i would classify as a pretty average offense but Cincinnati always plays ECU tough. Now, historically, they play them really tough on the road in terms of at Cincinnati. And so now that this is at home, you feel good about it. But still, they're entering this series one game out of first place. So they're going to be yeah. extremely motivated. I mean, if they come in here and win the series, they could be tied for first. So it's another opportunity for ECU to potentially separate itself if they can take care of business, at least win the series. You know, I don't want to say – expect a sweep but if you're ecu you would like to sweep at least one of these home series down the stretch to gain more ground on Tulane and ucf especially with them playing each other and did you say uh i know you tweeted earlier was it d1 baseball that puts out the projections and yep. you said uh ecu and Tulane keep switching out for like the the, the last, last four out, out last team out the or literal last team the first team out like the, fir- the last team out first team out First team out, yeah, it's ECU too late. It'll be the last team in, first one out. Yeah. So, so ECU is that close, though, in their projections to being in that large? Yeah, that's what they've said the past three weeks. Basically, whatever team is in second place in the American, they've had as the last team out. See, to me, and they've got, like, another Big Ten team in, which I think Big Ten might be higher than ASC and, and RPI, but... Is Rutgers still leading the Big Ten? I think they've fallen off a little bit, huh. but I don't know. I, I honestly just haven't been... It's very similar to like MLB. Like when the Mariners are doing good, I'm watching every game. When ECU's in the regional hosting hunt, I'm looking at every team's right. regional hosting hunt. Same way. Um, I'm locked in. Like right now, I'm, I'm looking more. If they continue to sit on this bubble, I'll look very hard at the rest of the bubble teams as we get closer to the end of the regular season. Honestly, it's just not worth the time right now. Like if ECU gets swept this weekend, what was the point if they go out and sweep? win 15 games in a row they're probably in so i'm just going to give it a little more time or start really diving into hey here's what they need to do to get in who's here's who they're competing against bottom line is they need to, to win they can't lose another series i think you remember that one time that i i kept up with like every team that was around yes. east carolina and i did it for like two weeks yeah it's the hardest work i've ever done in i my know life. Man, but it's like it's kind of fun though. i know yeah. yeah when you got something to be excited about it is fun uh keeping up with that stuff I go, uh, we kind of, we keep backing into conversations. And a moment ago, we did the athletes you've done a 180 on, a, a good or bad. A guy you didn't like, and then by the end of his career, you did. Or a guy you liked, and by the end of his career, you didn't. Does anybody come? I'll let you think about it for a minute. We can take a break. Yeah. But uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about that. 
and uh, talk about more going on with these two athletics with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. Chan Man's here, the content junkie Shirley Rhodes. We're back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back to get the business services that are right for your business today contact the team of experienced local bankers at first bank the team includes bankers you can trust like ashley caps lee watson bonner lake Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler's got a pep in his step here as we come back from timeout, asking me 100 questions. Uh, I go yesterday, did you listen to the clip of Bryce Williams? I have I need to. Not your drink ever. <laughs> that could have been a Are you just feeling overreaction Wednesday or something? Yeah, it's all yeah, fake. That's a little unnecessary. Are you trying to break? I'm going to tell Troy very unnecessary. throwing these expensive headphones around. All right, so not only are you a jerk, a you're a snitch. snitch. Wow. All yeah, right. I'm just trying to you know what trying to watch get? out for the equipment. Uh, Shirley, do you have all those clips loaded? You want to run through it with Igo real quick? Yes. Yeah, hey, look. We oh, can do wait, it on- no. Hold on. He was out You're talking there. Talking about the ones from Bryce yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need a minute because oh, I had to reboot the computer. Shoot, never mind. Yeah, it's a lot of clips. If you can do it, do it. If not, it's fine. Okay. Um, well, let's go with this. I go uh, athlete. You've done a 180 on positive or negative. I hate to piggyback off yourself, but definitely um, negative to more positive. It was Philip Rivers because as a Broncos fan, like he was such a punk at the beginning of his career waving bye-bye to Cutler when they beat him in the season finale one year. He was always kind of a punk. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely <laughs> was. But, like, eventually it grew on you. Mainly it started to grow on me when the Broncos consistently beat him. That helps. Because, like, he would eat it after a game, and he would still get out there. You could tell he was just competitive. And, you, you know, when you're younger, you don't really understand. That's just part of his persona, competitiveness. And then as you get older, you're kind of like, all right, this dude's just competitive as hell. Yeah. That's just his how he does it. So, like, by the end of his career – I respected him, um, and when he left the Chargers for the Colts, you know, I wish he would have stayed a little longer. Well, I just thought of another quarterback that's tied a lot with uh, with Rivers, and that's Eli Manning. A lot of mine seem to be post-retirement, too, because obviously I couldn't pull for him just like you couldn't root for Rivers, I guess, until he was on the Colts, and you probably yeah. still didn't like him. But Eli has been so awesome in the Peyton Eli stuff. I went from picking on him, hating on him, laughing at him, to now – he is like, and now I want to hang out with him. Like, All right. I want him to be my best friend. He's not. I want to be my best man at my next wedding. There's uh, going to uh, be a next? No, there's not. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, and the uh, the one I've done a 180 the other way on, I used to like Jose Altuve when he first came out. Oh, that's because, a good one. Like, he was like the short kid who everybody underestimated, you know, just hit the baseball. Then the one. Astros got really good, started this like him, then the whole scandal came out, and now I just can't stand him. Like yeah. He's my least favorite baseball player. Of wow. Time. That's a good call. Uh, so you got all of them, Shirley? 
that was fast yeah i got all of them 12? including a couple that uh were listed and we didn't include so i threw those in there just wow. a little bonus a little i don't bonus. even have the names in front of me so just hit them just go ahead they, these are not in the same order that they were yesterday okay just so this you is know. gonna be even more difficult <laughs> i go this is 2014-15 ecu football uh, uh so go okay ahead. ready yep oh uh, man it is what it is you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do that's, card. that's fine <laughs> all right that was an easy one uh hit the Sorry. next one charlie okay let's go defense uh I wouldn't necessarily say concerns. Uh, they're a good offense. Uh, they're going to do some things to us that uh, we're going to have to be there mentally and physically, uh, make sure we're, we're focused at all times. But uh, we've been watching film. Uh, DB. There's nothing that I said we, we can't adjust to, so uh, we'll just have to make sure we're focused and, and we'll be able to do it. Defensive back. I feel like I can uh, – safety. Yeah. In fact, Bryce had the guy. He just couldn't think of he, but yeah. he got him. He remembered the name. Oh man, twenty fourteen, fifteen. Not Lamar Ivy. <sighs> just give it. To Is me. he in the CFL? Uh, Deshaun Amos. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can. I can definitely. I thought he was a know. cornerback. He was more of a nickel crossover. Okay. But yeah, probably more of a corner. All right, Charlie. All right. Um, okay. They looking pretty good. James still trying to get the hang of the offense, but he doing real good. Taco. Out Blake Kemp doing pretty good too. Daquan Barnes. No. No. And that is what, what Bryce said. Bryce thought it was too. This sounds just. It like does him. sound just like Taco, Taco Meat on my chest. Taco Meat on my chest. Wow. <laughs> Same right, position. Put that back in. They looking pretty good. James still trying to get the hang of the offense, but he doing real good out here. And Blake Kemp doing pretty good too. What if Are I mislabeled? Sure yeah. What if that is the Quan Barnes? Taco wasn't there in fifteen, was he? Um, I think it was before that. Hey, Taco me on my chest. Oh, I think he was there. All right. Well, maybe I labeled it wrong in twenty fifteen. Or maybe this person's the one that said Taco me on my chest. Nah, no. that was definitely Barnes. So who is this? Uh, that is Quay Johnson. Yeah, that is Quay, actually. Okay, good. They just sound a lot alike. They do. You're right. A little tack on me to my chest. Hit another one, Charlie. Uh, I'd probably say, you know, about a C. Uh, uh, B. Jones. Brandon Jones. Offensive line. Average. Average. All right, hit another one, uh, Charlie. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. <laughs> that is a great soundbite wow. by a, a forgettable player. Yeah. Uh, linebacker. Edge, edge rusher. Outside linebacker, edge rusher. Um, Giannis Bowden? Nah, nah, I don't even know other ways to describe. Was his number in the 40s, maybe? 48. It was 48. I don't know why. Reese Falls? Yes. Yeah. Damn, that was good uh, on 48, us there yeah, 48. To know the number, the, and then you know who we're talking about. I would have never got it off the the the, uh, the voice. That's a great clip. Shirley, when you update the intro to Pirate Radio Live again, can you put some of that in there? All right, hit another one. Well, as in the past, uh, you know, I think... <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Kirk Dahl. Yes, sir. Balance. Kirk Dahl. I go nailed that one. All right, next. Yeah, I look up to Zeke. Um, Zeke is like a big brother to me. He, help, he, helps, he helps me out in many ways. So, uh, so it's got to be a young inside linebacker. If it takes special teams, that's what I'm going to do. 
Tavares Brunson. That's Brunson. Uh, and you mentioned him a moment ago. Huge fan of it. I thought he was going to be the next big thing. He got hurt, yeah, right? Yeah, he had like two knee surgeries. I mean, he was a special teams demon. Yep. Similar to Zeke. Yep. Which is why when he mentioned him and mentioned special teams, he just kind of clicked. All right, Charlie next. Uh, okay. I can't say that where That's I want to be. I've been no, pleased John with the I, I thought the last month or so they. John Wiley. John Wiley. Hit the start again, Charlie. I can't say that where I want him to be. I've right. been pleased with her. Do we partners. got any more? We got. We got one more. All right. Oh no, two more. I'm sorry. It's not three, a... three, three, three. They just four, keep popping up. Four. Wait. I think I'm. Do yeah. we have four? Seven. Oh, we done them pretty good. Um, we getting everything in place. Be like uh, first, like. Uh, when we first started camp, it was more D-line. so of a, our first time being together since the spring. And like you said, a lot of we have a b- bunch of young guys, and some of them first time being here was this uh, this camp. So I mean, Terrell I feel like from no? where we started to where we are now, I think we very I'm very confident in my guys, and I feel like we're gonna be very dominant. All right, say Is what that? Bryce said. Say what Bryce said yesterday. Is that red? Do you know who red, red is? Is that red? Is that red? No, I don't know who. Krishan Rose. Oh wow, called him Red. I do kind of remember him now as some guys would call him Red. Underrated pirate defensive player. Yeah, I totally forgot about him. Period. Like he wasn't even coming to my mind. I was thinking like Demetri McGill and all those dudes. Terrell Mm -hmm. Stanley. Like, but Rose was solid. He was. He was. uh, He he was was a a good player on the line. Now he's a DJ or something. Uh, Go go music. Go go music. Whatever that is in DC. Uh, Shirley next. Um, game tackling, that's something we've been working on, getting to the ball, stripping it. That's something you know, we all we talked about after that game because we felt like it was unacceptable for us to not get a turnover that game. So that's something we've been working on. Lamar Ivy. You already yes. said him. Yep. Any more, Shirley? One more. All right. Definitely bulking up, trying to trying to get better in my pass protection. Nah, we already played what that. What can I do better oh, to did help, you? help yeah. the team? Oh, okay. Oh, that's it. No, 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 no. We didn't. I'm sorry, but that's the easy one. Uh, hit it again. Bulking up, trying to trying to get better in my pass up. protection. What can I do better pass to help protection. help the team? And what can I do better, you know, to help my old line look good and protect my Breonna quarterback? Allen. Yep. Yeah. Well, first when he said that, I was thinking uh, offensive line because he was like pass <laughs> protection, bulking up. You don't want an O lineman with a voice like that, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Fun game. You did pretty well, I go, especially yeah. just off the cuff there. Yeah. But I was disappointed. I, I whoever the second guy was. Uh, Quay Johnson. Bryce didn't get Quay, Quay until he got some hints, and, and he thought it was the Quan Barnes. Yeah, because they sound a lot alike. I want to say he got everybody else eventually, right? He kind of struggled with Ivy. No, I think he got Lamar because he said, "Is that Ivy?" <laughs> he said, "Is that Bronson?" <laughs> Bronson. He, got him. he said, "Is Bronson. that Red?" I think you did have to help him out with Ivy, though. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. right. And we were trying to. Ivy's the one that ran into Rick Smith, right, and broke his mm-hmm. arm or whatever. Yeah, remember that from practice. The uh, man, it's crazy. Good, the good days when we used to be able to literally talk to any player we wanted to, and you know, I think most programs have kind of shut that down over the years. And if you went on coaches alone, I feel like I would just crush it because like we talk to coaches a lot now, but players just like almost foreign. Yeah, how we used to talk to them, and yeah. now we only get them in kind of a group setting. So do you? Back then, did you go up to the player, or did you have to go through Tom and say, "Hey, I want this guy"? We would no, just, you always had to go. Yeah, we would go through Tom and just be like, 
your email beforehand after practice, and then they would just bring in the player. You could get them one on one. I remember it used to be a free for all. I go, and then they separated it to offense, offense defense, defense, and now it is what it is today. But it used to just be like, say you're five guys. Yeah, like we'd have a ton of audio on the, our pregame show, and it was good because like you guys got your own stuff. You know, we all interviewed Shane Carden together because like there's no sense in him getting 15 different interviews, yeah. but like. You know, Lamar Ivy. Like, if I wanted to do a story on Lamar Ivy in his pick or some big play the week before, I would talk to him one-on-one, have that kind of exclusive, and then you guys would have a one-on-one with, you know, DeVarce Brunson about his growth on, you know, special teams behind Zeke. So you got different stuff, but now everything is so kind of streamlined. I wish I, I need to find the interview where Rocco uh, walked out. On oh, the that interview. was the best. <laughs> And too, like we had situations like that, and we're you know we're not the type of media like we're not in the SEC. Where we're gonna like call out a dude for walking out. Yeah, we just said he didn't like a question, so he and, and he and we understood why. Yeah, because he got asked about it like three times in a row by the same person. Well, I asked him about it was a dropped interception, a dropped yeah. pick yeah. against South Carolina. He answered it, gave a great mm-hmm. answer, um, and we were all kind of. Moving on. We moved on to the next thing, and and uh, our buddy Mark uh, oh wanted God. to hear a little bit more. Uh, Rocco a little bit. So what, uh, uh, Rocco, what happened on that play? <laughs> uh, uh, Rocco a little bit. I'm not sure if you knew. No, I think he just you said, did drop. So a, you just a, dropped a, it? A pass <laughs> to you. You are defensive. That it would have been an interception. You dropped it. Therefore, it was a missed opportunity there uh, a little bit for sure. And by the time he got done with his question, Rocco was probably gone he in the locker room out. taking a shower. I still remember Mark's face as he just like walked away. Walked I can see it on your face. Mark, I can see it on your face a little bit. just like holding the recorder like... <laughs> he just do that? Well, yeah. didn't he kind of like show up to the huddle late? Or No, 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 no. He was there the whole time. Wow, see that? That's he just He did not shame. get the situational awareness that we all got our soundbite about Rocco dropping the pick and... <laughs> Didn't you move on? And you, we got it, and now let's go to the next thing. And so. we were like wanting to talk to Rocco more about the fact that he was playing a lot. He had a good game that game, yeah. if I recall. He just dropped a pick, but had a crucial drop, so we had to ask him about it. We did, but anyway, one of those things. All right, uh, anything on the football front, Igo? While we're talking football, uh, not, not uh, too you, much. Seems like the pendulum has swung towards. CJ maybe returning than not returning, or where are we at? I would say more towards returning, but I asked Mike Houston about it today, and he was pretty stern in his response that CJ, which you can listen to it, by the way, on the Hoist of Colors podcast, oh um, <laughs> which Chandler knows all about, with, CJ basically has had this... You're going to l- fluff Josh Graham more on lift, this one? Lift this list of items that he needs to accomplish to be considered for reinstatement and that is still an ongoing process and until that item until those items are met he will not be considered and then i asked well is there like a ideal time frame for reinstating him and he basically said well ideally this would already be cleared up but you know if he wants football to be important or whatever he's got to do those things quickly and so i i got the sense that there could be a decision made one way or the other quickly Man, week one is going... Did you have something on that, Chandler? I was just going to say, it. so it sounds like the due date for this was kind of on CJ. <coughs> and he's kind of lagging behind on his... You know, he, he he's kind of taking his time on getting back on the team. It's, it, it was given... He was given the, oppor- mm. the opportunity to come back and, and, and take care of those items, and he's just not... Either that or, for whatever reason, it's just taking him longer than 
anticipated. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know without knowing the full the full story. I mean, we know that obviously there was a incident that led to the eventual suspension, but there were also things leading up to that. So I think in May we'll know something one way or the other. I mean, if you don't know by May, that's when your whole team gets in. Like, I mean, he's got to make a decision. The other thing, too, is the transfer portal deadline – it, I think it's May, May 1st. First. So you have to enter the portal by May 1st to be eligible for the next season without a waiver. So if you're CJ, I mean, you, you hold on past May. Obviously, his goal is to make it back to ECU football, uh, but he's got to meet those things to be back. So I, I I still lean towards he will eventually be given the chance to be reinstated in, in terms of, hey, if you meet this, this criteria, you're going to be reinstated. Then you have to work your way up the depth chart earn back the respect of your teammates, etc. But he's got to meet all those things that he has to do. Steven Ayo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. I was just going to say, and we'll talk about it a lot between now and then, but week one is like the build-up to that state game. If the Pirates win, the expectations are going to be through the roof for the season to go undefeated. <laughs> if the Pirates lose, I hope it's not going to be a complete meltdown and you realize you have well, 11 they, games left. But They're going to be do- dogs by at least seven. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of that, – that game's going to have a lot of pressure. Really, there well, should be the more pressure on State. NC State. Yeah, I yeah, mean, literally, I they're, they just got ranked in our top but 10. I don't want to sell it as let's go out and give it the college no. try. Mike Houston has built the team. He's had time. This is, you know, you think about his first game ever as a Pirate coach against NC State. He took his uh, wounds in that game. Well, now he's got a team ready to to play against those guys. Yeah, I mean, you're playing at home. If this was on the road, I think you would expect. You know, obviously the team's always going to expect to win, but if you're an EC fan, you got to have realistic expectations. And it's going to be tough to go into Carter-Finley and beat a top 15 team on the road. But the fact that you're opening with them, you've got an experienced team, they're coming into your house and what should be the best environment in what? I mean, five, six, seven years? I mean, since the I think oh. ECU fans and the team should expect to compete and win this game. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you lose, it's not the end of the world and fans need to realize that. But, you know, you should go into this game at home expecting to defend your home turf. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't see any problem with that uh, expectation. Or that hope, yeah. I think it's a fair, fair uh, assessment. What'd you think of? Uh, and I'm, we're about to let you get out of here, so switching gears. What'd you think of Russell Wilson in his Broncos uniform? Looks sharp. I, I, I just hate those uniforms. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I hate I, that stripe. Well, that swoosh is like so 1990s, and yeah. if that, I mean, so they look so much cooler if it was just like, like mm-hmm. two or three orange stripes, or so I don't know. They need to redo it. I mean, it's such a big swoosh. Um, they need to go with some sort of like hybrid throwback slash new school look. Like their uh, their color rush jerseys are sweet because it's the orange and it's just got the little thing around the shoulder. No swoosh. Orange pants with the stripe and it's multiple stripes. And then they got the navy yeah. helmet Love with the, the throwback navy. logo. Not yeah. like the stupid royal blue. Yeah. So that yeah, I think there's going to be at some point official switch to that style, especially with new ownership coming in. But I think it'll happen next year. How what's it feel like just to have one position change on your team and to have hope? That's got to be pretty. It feels cool. incredible. <laughs> I wish I could feel that way. Honestly, the draft. Like I don't care about the draft. I, I was gonna, like, that's what made me think about yeah. it. Like what are the Broncos going to do in the draft? Like, does care. it matter? They got Russell. Wilson. We got Russell Wilson. So like honestly, I'm usually reading. 
the last five years, every mock draft, like this is more exciting than the actual season. Now it's just like I don't even care. Like who are they going to get at number sixty-four overall? Like some backup right tackle. Yeah. I mean, just give me the season at this point. All right, I go good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Check out the Hoisted Colors podcast for the full interview with Mike Houston. I did a 180 on this interview. I didn't really like you when you came in, but as you leave, uh, I appreciate you. And I did the opposite. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the Mariners. I don't want to Best. talk about it. I don't want to, don't want to ruin the mojo. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I understand that. Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250, what do you want to give away today? I am going to give away a uh, a double prize today. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. So I'm going to give away... You're welcome. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. I'm also going to throw in four tickets to fight. the ECU-Cincinnati game Friday night. Thanks to our friends over at David Price Construction. They gave us four tickets for Friday night's game. Also, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Caller 12 wow. is who I'm looking for. Golly. Huge prize here on a Wednesday. Double your pleasure. Double your pleasure. Call right now. Call as well. God. You just blew so many radios out of so many, so many cars. All right. 317-1250. We're back with more after this. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Mike Mayo of Greenville. Picked up our big prize pack today. He uh, got uh, lunch for two, courtesy of Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And he also got four tickets, uh, thanks to David Price Construction, uh, four tickets to the ECU Cincinnati game coming up on Friday night. So he gets that big prize pack. Uh, inside our booty bag. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, some extra mayo for mm. Mike today. Big win for Mike Mayo. We we ain't holding the mayo. <laughs> don't hold it. Do you like mayo? Love it. I do too. I, I like. Don't. I lick the mayo off my knife when I make a sandwich. That's, what? That's a little much. I don't like mayo at all. Would you like to see Chanier? Chanier? Chanier. Chanier licking mayo off a knife, Shirley? No, because I got food poisoning from bad mayonnaise uh, when I was in college, and I never, I, I didn't eat it. I haven't eaten it since. Hmm. You know, Chan- Chandler, some people make other people pay for that. <laughs> I'll have, you, to, I'll have to check into that. The OnlyFans account? Only Mayo fans. <laughs> or uh, Cameo, he'll do it on that as well. Hey, happy birthday, Sally. This is for you. <laughs> and now we get a visual. That's Ew. we have some old Duke's Mayo from the uh, Mayo's cla- the Duke, Duke Mayo's classic. classic. Uh, that was my kind of party. Would you? <laughs> what? What's going on? We ate. We got it three times. 
What's better than a turkey sandwich with some mayo? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. But we had ECU App State. We had Clemson, Georgia, and the, like, Duke Mayo Classic kickoff. Then you had the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I can't get enough of it. All right. Have you ever had a banana sandwich with mayo? Uh, And sugar? No sugar tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight in my tea. I did not put sugar on mine. Uh, You know, slice up the banana and go mayo and peanut butter yeah yeah boy shirley's puking in there hey uh bananas and peanut butter i'm i'm down with you throw the mayo in there it's just ugh. let's ask our filipino havlockian yinzer havlockian uh you a mayo guy yeah not yeah. quite to the level of chandler but yeah <laughs> never seen anybody go to bat so hard for mayo i grew up in a miracle whip household yeah. see that's that is a shame that is a shame it's pretty gross it's probably the one mistake my parents made raising me aren't you a washington fan <laughs> true here's another mistake they made no, i'm just kidding thanks chandler no, i'm just kidding good one uh we were talking earlier about athletes we did a 180 on good or bad uh mike says athlete i didn't like but ended up being a fan of draymond green yeah he is a polarizing figure i've kind of gone up and down uh with draymond green his insight he goes a lot on uh inside the nba now i don't know if you see that but he also just tweets about what's happening in games while he's still playing which is not normal for an athlete to do very odd but it feels very unbiased when he does it yeah here's another one that we've mentioned before in the past recently um pat beverly yeah you kind of depends on what team he's when he was on the clippers you know when he was the favorite with the clippers and then now he's the underdog when he's an underdog he is a lot and i think that's why i'm kind of liking draymond because when the warriors are winning 80 games in the regular season or whatever I, I, it's hard for me to pull for a, a front runner like that but when they are now kind of returning to glory and draymond's older steps are older clay's healthy and older it's easier to root for draymond so i think i'm on board with them this year i think another one i'd put out actually two kyrie irving and ben simmons i i think i've never been a kyrie guy yeah i was a i was never a kyrie been a ben guy. guy i've i don't know if i've ever been a ben guy really but i was a kyrie God. guy but ben simmons now it's just even worse go to work dude uh, another, Go to work. Another one I had was we had an intern here named Travis, uh, great sports guy, um, knew a lot, and I I came to respect his sports opinions. One year uh, I was playing fantasy basketball. This is around 2000. What year did the Bobcats and the Heat play and the uh, Magic play in the playoffs? Chandler, you were a young buck. Do you remember that? I do not. All right. Anyway, I was playing fantasy basketball. One of my best players was uh, Dwight Howard. And he was like, Dwight Howard is the worst. I guess it was 2010 when the Magic went on to uh, go to the finals, right? Uh, Or one one of those years. Anyway, he said he's the worst. And I was like, why? What's wrong with Dwight Howard? He's like, he complains. He's phony. He's just, he's worried. He's soft. I was like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Who is this young kid trying to tell me about a guy? So then I actually watched Dwight Howard, and I realized that he is literally the worst. 12-pack of Charmin Ultrasoft. (laughs) And I ended up hating him. And it started 
with Travis telling me to just watch him for a little bit, and I did, and uh, I really turned on him quickly. So you're telling me that you had a guy on your fantasy team, and you let a kid finally get you to watch him and realize that you were wrong and the kid was right? You didn't even know who you drafted? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Shameful. Hey, he gave me fantasy. Look, I can separate fantasy from reality. I can draft Cowboys. It doesn't mean I'm rooting for them, but if they happen to score points, that helps me out. Now, can you do a 180 once that person leaves the sport? That's kind of what I've done with Eli and Dion. So, yeah. Okay. Um, because then I have two. Okay. Uh, one was um, Derek Jeter. Because as a Red Sox yeah. fan, I could not stand Derek Jeter. So why do you like him now? I, I like him, well, one, because he's not playing on the Yankees anymore. Oh. Um, and two. You like uh, him because he's just done with baseball. Well, yeah, that too. But no, I, you can look back on his accomplishments and go, okay, you know what? You got to give the guy credit. Oh, man. I've, um, I've gone the opposite way. I think he's got too many accomplishments. I'm, well, I mean, you know, he's a... I guess you could say a, a somewhat polarizing figure, yeah. depending on how you look at how you view his career. And the other one was before he was tragically killed, Dell Dell Junior. I mean, not Dell Junior. Dell Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was not a NASCAR. I'm not a NASCAR fan. My mom is. My mom was a rabid Jeff Gordon fan, and you know Jeff Gordon fans and Dale Senior fans yeah. were not friends most of the time. So you know. Uh, I kind of, by proxy, I ended up hating the guy. Um, but, you know, after he was tragically killed, you know, you go back and you look at what he did. Because I always thought he was arrogant. Yeah. You know, when I see him on, inter- when I saw him on interviews and things like that, I was like, man, you are one no, arrogant you're, somebody. Yeah, yeah but, you're, you're right. That, uh, the but Jeff he Gordon. earned, he earned that intimidator, you know, nickname, but. I, I could not like the guy. I just There was something about him that I did not like. Yeah, the Jeff Gordon-Dale Earnhardt rivalry was huge. I think yeah. people kind of have rose-colored glasses looking back at it, um, and they kind of think, oh, everybody loved Dale like all the time. No, he was Mm-mm. not liked no. very much. That happens in everything, yeah. all walks of life. Yeah. People yeah. that people hated when they were alive, now I they're think, dead. I think it kind of happened with Kobe, too. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even the Jeff Gordon uh, not, was it Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson for for a time there. Who was Jimmy Johnson's biggest rival? Probably that. Yeah, because there was there was a big. I remember Jimmy Johnson getting a lot of the hate. Mm-hmm. You know, well, people hated came, him because he was boring, right? Like he was nothing. Yeah, pretty no, much. No yeah, character, yeah. but he yeah. won all the time anyway. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, NASCAR was built on a lot of the character guys. Right. You know. But they were very good drivers. Our buddy, uh, halftime Steve Fuller, I hope he's still listening to the show. I hope he's still with us. I, yeah, I hope he's still with us, too. And he is. Um, but uh, I think he made a 360 this year when it comes to Hornets basketball. He started <laughs> out hating Mason Plumley. Yeah, as we all did. And, and then I stayed there. I never made a 180. But uh, he actually liked them at one point and then hated him again. So yeah. a complete 360 for Steve Fuller. we got to take our final time out. Redbeard says, I don't care what you all do, but I need more Chandler doing cop Mully. <laughs> Officer Mully. You have the right to remain silent, but really? you do not have the ability. A 85 and a 55? <laughs> Come on, son. Just go ahead. You don't have your license? 
Hey, hey, I'm going to pull you to the side. Step out of the vehicle. Come here, son. <laughs> I'm going to pull you to the side. <laughs> he has side conversations with all of his uh, people. He really? Knows. I mean, you look, you, you got kids out here, and it's a 35, <laughs> and you're in your Lamborghini going 75 trying to impress the lady. Really? Son, sometimes you got to know when to make the call to the bullpen. Or in this case, an Uber. You just blew a .28, son. You are blackout. <laughs> really? <laughs> you got a higher blood alcohol content level than Max Scherzer's ERA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to break. More on Chandler. I, I'll just stay out of my stay in my lane. This is Chandler's thing. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. As we close out the show, let's take a quick look at your stock market. The Dow was up 100, uh, excuse me, 61 points at 33,301. The NASDAQ was down a point at 12,488. The S&P was up eight at 4,183. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in. Here's Cliff. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday. We'll be back with you Thursday, 3 o'clock, NFL Draft Day. I got a full front and back of NFL Draft prop bets that so I, I need to uh, figure out for the uh, the draft party Thursday night. We'll talk about that with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He'll join us for the first time since college basketball season to talk NFL Draft. Got that. The voice, Jeff Charles, Troy D., and a lot more coming your way Thursday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live for Chan Man, Content Junkie, Shirley Rhodes, and the crew here at Pirate Radio. I'm Clip Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.